It's the first rule of prep school etiquette. When you're in a basement with no windows, don't fart. No, the first rule of prep school etiquette is to pretend you're asleep when your roommate's beaten off. No, the first rule of prep school etiquette is to wait until your roommate falls asleep before beating off. <laughs> I'm becoming Brundlefly. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. Don't forget to go playing. Motherfucker, I'm trying to watch The Last Boy. It's all ball bearings nowadays. That's bone. I only watched the first episode. You didn't like it? I'm si- no, no, I like it. It's fine. I'm just sick of that. I'm sick of fucking this weekly shit, dude. I'm just waiting for it all to be out. I'm edge water. Oh, you don't like to wait? No, it's fucking Netflix is spoiling me. I'm sick of that. Just put your fucking show on the air. Why are you making me wait every fucking week? Because then you're a part of something, Joshua. You're now a part of society. <laughs> no, it's because it's a subscription fucking service. And they want you to fucking stay subscribed longer possible instead of subscribing for one month and watching everything you want to watch and then unsubscribe. No, you're a part of something. Every week, you and the rest of the it world... It feels like a step back, though, right? No, we evolved... No, bullshit. We evolved past that, the weekly nonsense, watching Growing Pains Oh, every you're ready week. for it, too. Oh, I mean... I get the logic. Like, they want it to, like, they want, like, the water cooler talk. Yeah. Suck my yeah. dick, dude. I don't <laughs> talk to anyone I work with. It's nice for me, because then I don't have to be like, fuck, I missed another show, and it's already all out. Right, right. That is kind of overwhelming. I can watch, like, an episode a week and then still catch up on some other shows at the same time. Yeah. To their credit, like, it does keep a show culturally relevant a little bit longer. A little bit longer in the grand screen of things. Like, mm-hmm. It's the, like, yeah. you know, the Coliseum style, the movie theater type thing where it brings everybody together, right? <laughs> It's just like people are talking about it over multiple weeks or months instead of just for a week or two and then it's yesterday's news. One big burst. Yeah. Yeah, think about things like when Twin Peaks and stuff came out, like even my mom watched that shit until it got weird. Yeah. Everyone was watching it because it was out every week trying to figure out who... Like who killed Laura Palmer? Who was it? Who do you think it was? Yeah. Who shot JR? Yeah. So on Twitter and shit every week, they're going to figure out like... Where's Moon Knight going next? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, not that that's like the same thing as Twin Peaks, like really, but, you know, I think that's yeah. what they're going for. When I watch Twin Peaks, I'm like, oh, who killed Laura Palmer? That's a mystery. Let's see. Who, who made this show? Oh, David Lynch. It's probably a dream of someone who's, it's probably her dream <laughs> that she died and she's actually still alive. And then something else that doesn't make sense happens and then it's over. There you go. That's a fucking, that's David Lynch right there for you in a nutshell. By the numbers. I would like it to be on the record that I disagree with Joshua. <laughs> David Lynch, if you're listening, we apologize. <laughs> For Joshua. Yes. Well, all drive was hot garbage. <laughs> it's one of those movies like Inception where it's just try it's just fucking confusing, but everyone thinks it's deep yeah. and cerebral and does uh, most people don't get it. There's nothing to get. The movie just doesn't make sense. It's fucking word solid. Yeah. Like <laughs> Mulholland Drive is not my favorite. But like so many of his movies fucking fall into that. I, I remember reading something that was like, Mulholland Drive can be figured out all in the first, like, five minutes of the film. And then I watch it, and it's, like, people dancing for five minutes. <laughs> and then I was like, how is that possible that it could all be figured out? I don't, I We're don't get all it. dancing. <laughs> I can't, dude. I fucking can't. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking can't with these movie fucking drooling goons. Fucking drooling goons. Just telling me I don't fucking you know. You, you just don't understand. <laughs> it's deep. It's cerebral. <laughs> no, fuck off. It just doesn't make sense. Is that me? <laughs> Is that what I sound like? <laughs>
Well, you never know. It could be. It could be Secret Deep. But that that movie was all right. I, I feel yeah. like it's something I need to watch again, especially since Billy Ray Cyrus was in it. He was in it. <laughs> I like that. That's the reason why you got to see it again. Wait, Billy Ray was in this? Let's <laughs> uh, just stay for the Billy Ray Cyrus scene, and then you can turn it off. Yeah. Fucking Radical Jack. <laughs> yeah. I just I feel like I feel like Peter Griffin in these conversations when he's like recording over the rented movies, and he's like, <laughs> "It's a slut." <laughs> and it saved you two long hours. Was the slut? That movie's good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, a Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah. That movie's cool. The beginning of that movie rules so hard. It's like super goth and awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That guy's house is rad. They just pan through this really rad house, yeah, and then he's like, "Gross, but." What's my favorite? What's your favorite old movie? Huh. Like black and white, old timey. I mean, Night of Living Dead. Yeah. But I feel like that was not as old, but... Mm, yeah, I, I mean, like... that could have been, like, color. It's just they were broke. Yeah. I feel like the one I've watched the most is House on Haunted Hill. The one that scared Anna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't her fault she was stoned, and then an oh, old yeah, lady okay. wheeled out going... <laughs> <laughs> is that the one with the skeleton, actually? Is it like a straight-up skeleton floating down a hallway? Yeah. yeah. My mom showed me that. She was like, this was the scariest thing I ever saw when I was a kid. I was like, all right. But Vincent Price does have him on a puppet, so it does make sense. Oh, okay. But he has, like, an acid bath in his house like every rich person does. <laughs> I remember I was there for the moment of realization with my mother that uh, the, the standards of horror shift time and generations. Because she was, like, <laughs> the teenager, and she was talking up The Exorcist about how it was, like, the scariest fucking movie she'd ever seen. And, like, we went and rented it. She's like, no, this is the scariest movie. And we watched it. We were, like, laughing for the whole fucking <laughs> <laughs> I remember you watched the Twilight Zone with your mom, and she was, like, the William Shatner one, and you, she was like, this yeah. is scary, and then the gremlin comes out. Oh, no. That, <laughs> yeah, same, that actually, similar story. It was, uh, it was the, what, Terror 10,000 Feet? Mm-hmm. And there was the part where he opens the window, yeah. and, like, the gremlin's there, which, it, I mean, imagine at the time was fucking horrifying, because yeah. when I watched the movie with updated special effects, that part is scary as fuck. Yeah. Where it's just this drooling, grinning demon. Yeah, in Twilight's on the movie, it's like slimy and fucking horrifying. Oh, well, and yeah. like, uh, who's the fucking guy that's in that? Oh, uh, Lithgow. Lithgow. And he's like fucking crazed and like pasty yeah. and sweaty. It's awesome. But yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> it's like, you know, there's a, a little person in an Ewok suit on the way. Someone should probably help him. On the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, Shatner's <laughs> acting also doesn't help it, I don't think, either, at all. No. no. Sorry, I never pictured Gremlins as furry. Yeah. You ever watch those old black and white, like, like James Cagney movies? Those are really fun. Like, The Public Enemy, he, like, shoves a grapefruit in this chick's face because she rapes him. Wait, <laughs> wait, she rapes him? Yeah. It's, like, oh. crazy, because, like, he gets really drunk, and she's, like... Oh, yeah. Or she's, like, his, like, partner's, like, wife or girlfriend, and she gets him all hammered, like, purposefully, and they do it in the morning. She tells him they did it, and he gets all hella pissed about it, and then he shoves a grapefruit in her face. They also actually use, like, machine gun bullets and shoot at them, like, <laughs> real bullets. You can tell, like, while they're hitting the wall, you're like, oh, shit, that's real. Don't worry, they're, they're slower. They're slower bullets, so you'll be all right if you get hit by them. Yeah. <laughs> M is on HBO. That's a good black and white movie. The Child Murderer? Yeah, it's like Peter Lorre. Yeah. I, I did it not. <laughs> he Who Got Slapped. That's a good movie. I think that inspired The mm. Terrifier, but I don't know for sure. Mine, mine's probably probably Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter? Maybe it's so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, my sister never liked 
black and white movies, so I always assume there's, like, hella people out there that just, like, won't watch them because they're black and white. You know, I'm with her on a lot of it, on a lot of black and white movies. Just Ted Turner? Because a lot of them don't, like, just, like, I just said Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter is a movie that very much utilizes the fact that it's in black and white, with its, like, lighting and its cinematography. Mm-hmm. Most just didn't do that. They were just normal movies that don't have color. <laughs> like, they don't take advantage of the medium at all. Hmm. That's interesting. All right. Well, I guess let's start the show. You guys seem warm, warmed up. Oh, are we recording? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, gang. Welcome to Intermission. I am Tippa, and I am joined with my co-host. We have Mark here. What's up, Mark? Hello. Good to not to be the only one on Zoom. We're all Zooming now as opposed to just back in the day. Mark all by himself. Well, technically, we're Discord. Well, Discord? What are you talking about? Oh, isn't that like the Googling term? <laughs> the, the blanket term for everything? Yeah, I don't... No. No. Yeah. Zoom is very specific to the app. <laughs> yeah. We're not at work. <laughs> Good point. This is for funsies. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's Discord. Yeah. And we got Joshua here. You might have just heard him. Hey, Josh. Hello. What's going on? No, I man. Just chilling. Ate some breakfast. <laughs> I'm ready for summer. Ready for some time off work. Yeah, dude. Thanks both for being here. I know you guys got a lot on your plates, you know. Eh, not really. No. <laughs> yeah, you do. And yeah, whole fucking school's burning down. Yeah. <laughs> when does school end in California? What month? Uh, June. June? I think. Beginning of June. It's like the end mm-hmm. of May, I think. Yeah. So basically June. Yeah. East Coast is a little bit later. It's different every year. It's like yeah, slightly different yeah. every year. Yeah. Hmm. I thought they were on strike. Yeah. The students were. Oh. Last week. Kind of. It's complicated. It's mm. so weird. I don't know. Every fucking day I check my email and there's some different happenings. Fuck. Yeah. You know, one day you got terrorists coming through, putting up machine guns in the guard tower, <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah. Cucks. What? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, this week was Joshua's pick, uh, and he picked the action drama thriller, Toy Soldiers from 1991, not to be confused <laughs> with 1998's Small soldiers, because for me, I guess it didn't happen to Mark, but for me, that shit kept popping up every time I type in toy soldiers, so I had to put the year. Yeah. But Mark did not have that issue. Hmm. Well, were you typing in small soldiers? No. And whenever I told people about it, they were like, oh, I love that movie. And then I'd say that, and they were like, yeah. uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the little dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, because if you actually swap the names, they're a lot more accurate to their corresponding yeah. movies. I mean, a little too on the nose. Like, toy soldiers would have made a lot more sense for small soldiers, and small soldiers would have made a lot more sense for those this movie. Yeah. Toy soldiers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they called them toy soldiers because they were young boys. See, and that was another part I was confused oh. about because initially when I was a kid, I remembered this film being a military school. Mm-hmm. That would have made sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, oh, that's why they're all the soldiers because they're in military school. But then watching it again, I was like, this no. is just a boarding school for shitbags. But I think that makes sense for the premise that, like, they're really good at breaking the rules. So, of course, like, if it was a military academy, they all just would have fell in line and just, like, whatever they were told mm-hmm. to do, they would have done it, right? Well, not necessarily, because, I mean, like, the the fact that it is military school already implies that they're kind of the uh, delinquents because they got sent to military school. Yeah, that's also what <laughs> yeah. I thought. Like, the, the bad kids, they get sent to military school because that's where you send your rich bad kids because you can't, like, throw them away. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, in my school, we had the ROTC. I don't know how whatever that is. But that was, those were all the kids that wanted to be there. They were all like the kids who became cops later on that were excited to like yeah. walk around in a uniform. Strutting around, all puffy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I have a fake gun. I'm like, cool. 
There's also another Toy Soldiers I discovered uh, from 1984, which is also about a group of spoiled rich kids. They go to South America and they're kidnapped by terrorists too. I've seen that, yeah. But they're on a boat, so it's totally different. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, I, I, I had never seen it before, but it looks like it might be right up our alley. <laughs> Actually, it looked pretty <laughs> I think I have pretty seen awful. it. I don't remember, but that plot sounds very familiar. Yeah. This is also one of those films that has too many taglines, and their taglines are all way too long. So the first one is, terrorists have taken over Regis Academy, and they're about to receive a lesson they'll never forget. From the students. <laughs> From the students. <laughs> Who are also not their hostages, but they are. <laughs> so the second one is, terrorists just took over this school. The students have no weapons and no way out. The only chance they've got is each other. <laughs> way too long. And number three, the students of Regis Academy have been kicked out of the best prep schools in America. Now... Terrorists have taken the campus, and years of bad behavior are about to pay off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are all very long. Like, I felt like online I did not find enough information about what happened here, because I feel like there's clearly pieces of the film that were cut, which yeah. I'm glad, because it shouldn't have been longer either. The pacing was fine the way it was. No, hour 30 yeah. is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, it was a little longer I miss those days. That, now but... we get, like, a fucking three-hour Batman movie. It's like, come on, guys. Some dude online was like, oh, I look how everyone's at home all the time now because they can't go out because of COVID, but they complain about how long movies are, and it's like, dude... I love Amadeus. It's one of my favorite movies. And I have the fucking, like, director's <laughs> cut. That shit's almost four hours. I watch that shit, like, once a year. Maybe. Yeah. Because it's so long. And sometimes uh, in pieces. Uh, bro, I will watch an eight-hour movie <laughs> if it needs to be eight hours long to tell its story. Yeah. But most movies that are two and a half hours don't need to be two and a half hours. They could have cut 30 minutes. There's at least a half hour yeah. of dick sucking, you know, that could be yeah. cut out. But yeah. But you watch these movies from, like, the 80s and 90s, and they fucking get, like, it's tight. It's like hour 30, yeah. the bad guys are established in like five minutes, yeah. the heroes are established in five minutes. Well, the pacing matters. Yeah. Hmm. Well, like the new Spider-Man movie was like two and a half hours, right? I liked that movie. Yeah, no problem with it being two and a half hours, because every scene was either developing a character, moving the plot forward, or resolving a conflict. Like, every every scene made sense. But there's so much filler in most movies, even Mar Marvel movies especially. There's so much filler usually, where it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marvel movies have a specific formula, right? Yeah, they have like a time they need to hit. Like, yeah. I mean, people are always going to be mad, right? Oh yeah. People hate everything. Be fair change. <laughs> like, little, yeah. Different. But yeah. <laughs> so, plots basically some uh, human male boarding school kids that are rich and they've been kicked out of other schools, even though most of them seemed like they were pretty good kids. They get placed at this school with some pretty nice teachers, some kind teachers. Uh, but South American terrorists come and take it over, but thankfully the kids are shitheads, so they know how to yeah. soldier up a bit. I got the impression that it was a normal boarding school for, like, half the student body. Like, it was still a prestigious boarding school, but that they also had, like, a uh, like a knack for taking in kind of rejects and shaving them up. Yeah. yeah. So, I, like, that's why it explains why some of the kids are just, like, dork nerds that were super, yeah. probably super good at school. That would make more sense, again, if it was a military school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also, like, everyone who is being pushed around from school to school, their parents are super wealthy and influential. Yeah, they just don't want to put up with them at home. Of course not. Yeah, well, that too. There's plenty of violence, you know. It's rated R, sexual humor. Rated R? Yeah. yeah. Plenty of shots of teenage boys and their chones. <laughs> Lots of little chony shots for us for some fucking reason. Yeah, well, they're not wearing their, uh, they're not wearing their Z Cabarichis. They're wearing <laughs> just very skimpy, long underwears. Yeah, I thought all guys were boxers by 91, but. No. You know, 
guess not. And and it's not just we're not talking like tidy whities here. We're talking like the the really colorful, nice ones. Well, I mean, for me, I remember the shift when like I went to high, like maybe junior high, and we started getting changed in the locker room, and everyone was like, the first day of school, everyone had like their boxer briefs on, uh, and then like the second day from ever, it was all boxers. Like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, that's technically in like in social situations, that's how kids learn the best is when people make fun of them. <laughs> and yeah. by seeing other people. So that's how you kind of all fall in line. Yeah. Well, there's three stages of underwear here. Okay. There's tidy whities <laughs> boxers, yes. and in between them, there's boxer briefs. Mm-hmm. Which I think would be the best one, right? It's in the middle. Yes. Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite, yeah. But I think the order you wear them in life is you wear, like, panty things, whatever, right? And then <laughs> you do the boxers. And then you do the boxer briefs once you realize, okay, I actually do need a little bit of a support. I, I would imagine. Who doesn't want? Who doesn't need a little support? I actually just wear shorts, like basketball shorts under my. Uh-huh. That way I can free ball it, but not actually free ball it. Does that make sense? Is that crazy? <laughs> so when that happens, do does do your penis and balls go to one side of the leg? No, they're not that tight. Or is the crotch low enough where it just hangs down? Yeah. In one area. No, no, because I'm wearing yeah. their basketball shorts, so they yeah, they're basketball shorts, so they hang down. Is it more comfortable to be straight, or is it okay to be off to the left or right? That never really happens, though, I don't think. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know these things. It all just but gets people mushed. want to know. <laughs> the, the fans have been asking us for months. <laughs> so, anyways, the end of the story is I just I wear basketball shorts for underwear. Because <laughs> I can. <laughs> so, yeah, Daniel Petrie Jr. <laughs> is the director, and he really didn't direct a lot of things. He directed In the Army Now, mm. which is... Paul uh, Yeah, which is unfortunate. Oof. And he also was in it, I guess. I think and he also did the screenplay for Turner and Hooch, but he mostly, like was a writer for films. He wrote screenplays for like Beverly Hills Cop and stuff. And I think he's mm-hmm. working on Beverly Hills Cop 4 right now. Yeah. I mean, which has been announced. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's actors in this film. Like oh, okay. legitimate <laughs> actors a bit. There's hella people in this film. But we got Sean Astin. He's the lead role as Billy Tepper. Will Wheaton, who everyone loves, of course, as Joey Trotta. Louis Gossett Jr. And he's the Dean. Dean Parker. Denholm Elliott, who's the headmaster. He's like in a lot of like Indiana Jones movies. Marcus Brody. Marcus Brody. Yeah. yeah. He was a 80s gay AIDS survivor then died later on. Did he die of AIDS? Yeah. He was like a, Aww. he was one of those actors though that came, was like married a woman, then like came out as bi, then married a guy, and then just pretty much stayed with men. Yeah. And then, yeah, in the 80s. Yeah. Who, the English guy? Who we talk about? Yeah. Not the dean, but the headmaster. The headmaster? Okay. Yeah, headmaster yeah. Gould. Um, Andrew Divoff as Luis Cali, but I've never seen him in a movie before, really. I think he was in one of the Darkman movies. Yeah, it says he was in Wishmaster, Air Force One. Oh, yeah. He was the Wishmaster. Was he, yeah, he was the genie, wasn't he? Yeah. He's in a pre-production for something called The Hag Witch, which I'm very excited <laughs> Oh, uh, go on. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of redundant, isn't it? Yeah. But I think it implies it's not a hot witch, right? It's a hag witch. like magician wizard? (laughs) Martial arts ninja? (laughs) I see. Nutrition food. (laughs) All the redundant names. Yeah, yeah. Nutrition food. Uh, Keith Coogan was Jonathan Snuffy Bradbury. Uh, And he was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. That I did remember. Love that movie. Oh, yeah. Smell Applegate. Super, super hot. Uh, he was also in Adventures of Babysitting <laughs> mm-hmm. and Fox and the Hound. Also a great movie. Yeah. Great movies. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of uh, play, but you, like, kind of know him when you see him. You're like, who's that guy? Yeah. And then Michael Champion is Jack Thorpe. He's, like, a lesser character, but 
He's the American from uh, Luis Cali's terrorist group and like his right hand man. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, Total Recall playing pretty much the same character. Yeah. 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 Same Gracie crony. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the tech guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And his like uh, character I thought was German initially, but it was actually American because he seemed like a Nazi a little bit like a stereotype of a film Nazi. Close enough. He looks like the fucking uh, the like head Hydra scientist from fucking <laughs> yeah. MCU. No, one like it's put inside the computer. Oh yeah. Later on. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Doctor Zergal, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh crazy. I yeah. have been put into this computer. <laughs> it's like the same glasses and the same little toady look. Yeah, he's in Total Recall, Beverly Hills Cop, History of the World Part One, When Stranger Calls. He's in a bunch of shows like Star Trek, stuff like that. But like he wasn't in the movie a lot, but he did pass away last year. So I thought his life and career very much deserved a mention, you know? That was nice. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Rest in peace, buddy. Being a greasy little crony in the sky. <laughs> now you're God's crony. <laughs> greasy crony <laughs> angel. Now you're God's fucking Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on to some serious spoilers with our deep thoughts, mm. right? Gang? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, here, here's, the, here's the deal. <laughs> I, I thought I thought we agreed last time that we weren't doing things anymore. We have never. I even ever. tried to get that in the text. And, and then you sent me that text, and uh, I was too busy eating breakfast and mm-hmm. then having sexual intercourse. And mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you can go last, like uh, usual. I, th- I honestly thought we weren't decided we weren't doing it anymore. So, no. That was my deep thought. That's <laughs> not your deep thought. You will wait till we give ours, and then you can give yours and make something up because you're actually really smart and you can make shit up on the fly. Anyway, Mark. <laughs> I, I gave Bear a minimum effort. I did a haiku for you. Same. Okay. Same. I gave Bear minimum effort too. Yeah. yeah. All right. These bullshit haikus. How many bullshit haikus have you done, Mark? Uh, this might be I my don't think second he's done one. Any. No, it's yeah. 100% done before. I'm going to sit there. Yeah. He wrote a poem. I do remember the poem first, and you're like, yeah. You wrote a poem for this movie? It doesn't deserve what? it. But anyway, go ahead. Mark. All right. It doesn't deserve your poetry. But... Terrorists are here. Math teacher dead in the hall. Let's go play Frisbee. It was a chemistry teacher. Okay. There you go. It was a chemistry teacher. Yeah. Oh, was it yeah, a chemistry teacher? Oh, no, end. I didn't know what it was. That's too many syllables now. They they say it oh, way Jesus. later at the end where he releases the faculty. I'll, I'll, re- I'll rework it. I'll come back at the end of the episode. Okay. It's STEM, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so my deep thought was more... Um, Sexual. <laughs> no. Uh, in a world where families would watch incredibly violent films together as a bonding experience. <laughs> I was thinking this might be one of the last rated R family style action films. Because like if people weren't born in the 80s, they may not realize that we were just subjected to incredible mass amounts of violence and murder. And it was totally fine. Yeah. Like my family sat down and watched Silence of the Lambs together when I was eight. <laughs> you know, it's like I was afraid of fucking cannibals <laughs> for the rest of my <laughs> life. But it was just like I was allowed to watch any horror movie or whatever. There wasn't really like parental control there were ratings you could say your kid couldn't watch it but then what are you a fucking weirdo so like i was thinking that maybe this was one of the last serious like bloody rated r movies that you'd watch at a family before Mm -hmm. studios realized that they can make like a pg home alone style where you hit someone with a paint can but there's no blood so it's fine and hilarious yeah even though like in this film his head might have just been smashed (laughs) with that paint can instead but yeah so like now they can make movies like that for the whole family there's just no blood and it's totally cool I mean, they, they snuck in like even Goonies had like violence in it. You know, there was like a dead body in the like in the freezer. They oh, kind of yeah. cut off the kid's fingers. You know, like even like the PG movies were still kind of violent back in the day. Yeah, they still kind of are. I remember when I worked at the video store, we could only play like PG movies. And I put on like 16 candles and there was full bush in the first like oh, yeah, yeah. 
two yeah. minutes. And I was like, oh, shit, because the girls were, like, <laughs> taking showers and being like, I wish I had that bush. <laughs> um, yeah. Come up with something, Josh? Oh, sure. Well, that's <laughs> what we want to discuss. Um, I mean, we could discuss the, uh, the, the, like, ethical ramifications of this movie. Okay. Or at least, you know, it's, it's a, well, they're from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colombia. So it's an impoverished nation okay. where the populace is driven towards an industry like uh, narcotics, completely based off the fact that there's no money in that country and there's a huge demand created by rich Americans for their product. Mm-hmm. And then they're raiding this place of just excess wealth where rich people send their kids because they don't want to deal with them. Right. And it never actually investigates, you know, dives into that. These are just bad Colombians from south of the border. Yeah. Oh. So, and there's like no nuance. It's just evil brown people versus a bunch of right. fucking mostly white kids and the token black guy <laughs> who are all rich and privileged and probably all going to become like fucking evil senators <laughs> and fucking yeah. like CEOs and shit. <laughs> so who's the real, who's the real hero of this story? Who are the villains? Oh yeah. <laughs> they should have blown that fucking school up. Eat the rich. <laughs> Who are well, the real villains? Maybe the school will change them. Like, do I really have sympathy for all these kids? I mean, I don't know. They're born into it. They didn't make the choice to be rich, but at the same time, they'll they'll benefit from their whole yeah. life. Although they did have some kids who were like, "We're not rich. My my son got a scholarship." Yeah, there was good people on both sides. To be honest, there were scholarship <laughs> kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. I mean, clearly, narco terrorists are not good guys, but at the same time, I don't feel like the the movie, <laughs> given especially when it was made, did not investigate the nuance of that, and even in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, it's just mustache twirling villains. So, like, like I enjoyed it, but it was definitely like this could never have worked, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like from anybody's angles, yeah. The plan was insane. Yeah, their plan was ludicrous. All, was the, all the plans were yeah. ludicrous. Well, I mean, it almost did work. In the fictitious world of this fucking movie, yeah. cinematic universe, it almost worked. Like, America's about to give in, which never yeah. would have happened in reality. And it is kind of cool to see, like, the villain constantly, like, failing. Like, they tried to get yeah. his dad in Colombia. They're like, nah, dude, he got shipped out this morning. Yeah. And then he, like, goes to the school to, like, kidnap the kid's son. And he's like, nah, man, he was sent out yesterday. He was Daily, like, damn it. <laughs> dollar short every time. That part was actually realistic. That's probably how it would work in real. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He got he got the intel, but what like two days earlier? Yeah, or some yeah shit? like everything's and coming like, through. Yeah. yeah, these back channels. Yeah. Like that's I mean that's how that's how law enforcement would do it. They would just instantly realize where the weaknesses and they'd move that kid or that adult. Like, yeah, the judge yeah. probably wouldn't even have been there. Like, they probably got him out too. I know. Yeah, I I was I was surprised. So, but yeah, how about we get to this intermission? Mm. Already? Uh, already? Yeah. Wait, or did we always do that first? Mm. Uh, you should really listen to the show one day. You'll figure it all out. <laughs> no, it's like it's like I was thinking about this the other day because I never listened to him, and I was like, if I was a, like a famous painter, I'd be one of those painters that like paints beautiful fucking masterpieces, and then when they're done, just like throws them away, mm-hmm. which is like common. It's great. Like, with, like <laughs> four stars. <laughs> I think that guy that drew all the gods like eating children and shit. Who's that guy? I know who you're talking about something Goyan, Goyan, yeah, some go- some yeah. other G. Is it Goya? Goya it sounds right. Maybe. But, uh, uh, yeah, but he, I guess, like, he just had, they found most of those paintings just in his house. 
Like when he, after he died or whatever, he just had them there. Oh, gone. A lot no. of artists just they, it's the it's the act of creating that they like and enjoy, not so much the finished product. So they like painting the picture, but once it's done, they could care less about it. Once this is edited and like put up, I will not listen to it again. Yeah, I see. Well, you put them online. I didn't realize these were online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have listeners. Oh no, I've said so many horrible <laughs> things. Cut that out! Cut that out! Cut cut that you out! Guys, no, you guys are really funny. Mm. Most of the shows are pretty good. People like them. <laughs> well, it's like Isaac Newton, who had like a whole treatise on fucking planetary movement and fucking physics and invented calculus. I was just gonna leave it in his fucking desk drawer <laughs> until Hook came out and like fucking had some shit. And he was like, "Yeah, well, no, no, it was Haley's was his buddy who convinced him to release the to publish the work, and then yes. Hook came up and was like, I did this.'" I have no proof, yeah. but I have no actual documentation that I did this, but trust me, I did. Yeah. And he might have been telling the truth. Hook was a really smart fucking guy. I like, mean, and it's possible, and sometimes the way shit works in time is we all come up with similar ideas, because that's the way, like, time is pushing us to, oh, and, like, yeah. you know, society and trends. So he could have, but you gotta have some proof, right? But science. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, in science, you gotta have the evidence. Yeah. Well, it's like the what's well, it's like the motto of the uh, London Academy of Sciences is like put up or shut up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's in better. It's in Latin, and it's, yeah. it translates a little bit better than that. But essentially, it boils down to yeah, fucking put out evidence or shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, science, bro. Yeah. Well, for the intermission today, I have wedding cake, <laughs> which has nothing to do. I'm not trying to match them up anymore, <laughs> dude. It's it's hard. Like, times is rough, man. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, a lot of the small farms have, like, closed down, too, in our area and stuff. And so, like, there's not, like, a whole lot you get, but... There's no narco-terrorists. Yeah. But I got some wedding cake here, and uh, apparently it's not for the timid. Uh, it's for pro smokers. Oh. Take so, what you can get. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So, uh, it says it'll fuck you up. But I've been smoking it for a little while, and seems, I seem fine. Oh. Yeah, I don't know about shit. that. <laughs> Text me all your notes so I can take over for you in case you uh, fall asleep halfway through. Was Pablo Escobar? Was he the first? Go on. Was he the first narco terrorist? <laughs> I think if he wasn't, he's definitely the most popular and the one that most people know about. He's got the one that made it into like island, the uh, right? yeah. Well, he was like running like a whole hmm. like bombing campaign on the like government of Colombia, like blowing up their houses and government buildings and shit. Well. Yeah. Watch out for the U.S., yeah. pal. Narco-terrorist or whatever we, it's called. We have a war on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. are called <laughs> He would not exist if not for the war on drugs. <laughs> well, on that note, smoke mm. your legal drugs if you're in a green state. Yeah. I, I can't tell you to smoke in another state, I guess, but do whatever oh. you feel like. Tell them to do whatever you want. Go smoke crack. <laughs> yeah. Fucking smart speed. Do whatever you want. Do drugs. <laughs> Legally. Yeah, just just get your shit done. Yeah. You know? Just, just manage your shit. Anyways. May as well yeah. do drugs. Yeah. Sucks. Fucking party. Hire a hooker. <laughs> yeah. All right, gang. Smoke up and we'll meet you here after the song.
The more I watch it, the more I'm starting to Daniel's pissing me off. Fucking turd. I thought that happened early on, though. It, well, I mean, yeah, it happened to the it happened to the first movie for me and all of Steve. True. Yes, Daniel's deal is he's a hothead, and Mr. Miyagi has forever tried to like teach him that kind of patience and stuff but daniel is like a hothead so like you know mr miyagi be like dude just let it go just let it go he's like how can i let this injustice go and daniel like it's all like you know upset and emotional about shit and mr miyagi's like dude don't even fucking worry about it so he's been trying to teach mm-hmm. him that in all three movies you see it yeah the third one especially mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah i have the riff tracks for that joshua i hope we can watch the third karate kid soon oh yeah like even in the first movie I rewatched it not too long ago. There's a point where the Cobra Kai kids are like, they let it go. Yeah. And Daniel like keeps escalating the situation. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I don't remember that part. <laughs> it's like, in the, it's like when he does like the fucking fire hose like, or something, right? He like, like gets them all. Like, water, yeah. Fire hoses them when he's smoking a joint. Like they were chill at that point. Yeah. They had their fight on the beach. Like they had let it go. Oh, I see. But honestly though, you beat me up and push me off a cliff on my bike and fucking shit. And I pour some water on you. Yeah. Yeah, but Daniel was doing all right, though. I mean, that happened. And then he still got the hot girl. So it's not like they they knocked him down the social ladder or anything. Listen, I'm not saying he didn't have his reasons. Because, of course, he had his reasons. He but... he was at the dance. He was His costume was based on getting beat up. He chose to have a costume to go to that dance where he couldn't be seen. So he couldn't get beat up. He was being bullied. So I feel like he was still being terrorized. Day. Yes, he was being terrorized every day. And so he found an opportunity to get back at him. He ruined that guy's joint, which is a bummer, and got him wet. But Listen, then they started five people fucking killing him. And then, and then his friend had to go, Johnny, Johnny, he's had enough. Come on, dude, you're going too far after that water thing. And then Mr. Miyagi had to come there and fuck them all up. Because, like, Johnny was like, I'll tell you when he's had enough, man. Because he was full out creased. Listen, again, I'm kid. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, 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 I'm not justifying what Johnny did after that. I'm not saying Daniel didn't have his reasons, but you can't tell me he didn't escalate that situation. And Daniel's problem, too, is, like, when he gets, like, a high ground, he has to brag. Oh, yeah. Mm. And, like, so, like, there's a point where in the first movie, Mr. Miyagi and Kreese are, like, don't, you can't beat him up till the, the fight. Yeah. Right? You guys aren't allowed to touch him till the fight. Yeah. And so Daniel knows this. And so now at school, he's walking around with Ali. He's like, hey, guys, Ooh, punching him in the shoulder and fucking like being a di-. He could just completely ignore them to the thing. But no, he has to brag and boast. And it makes yeah. people dislike Daniel. Yeah. Yes. Because he's hot headed and he's boastful and like stuff in like times where he doesn't realize he is. But he's from New Jersey. Also, a completely defensive martial artist, ludicrous, it's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Don't talk shit about Mr. Miyagi in this house. The principal, the, the principal concept of every martial art is aggression. <laughs> the aggressive, the aggressor will win almost every time. I think, I think that is like an actual like form of martial arts that they found though that was based on defense that they use in the film. Yeah, but the defense is usually to fuck the person up before they can fuck you up. <laughs> it's not to completely defend yourself. That's why in the show, fucking uh, Chosen teaches them how to fucking make arms stop moving. It's so fucking dope. <laughs> Chosen's like the guy from Karate Kid Part 2 and him and Daniel getting a fight to the death. Is 2 the one in Japan? 2 was in yeah. Japan. 3's the one where he joins yeah. Cobra Kai. And yeah, has that complete the... fucking oh, lunatic, dude. That movie is so... Great. I love to see that that actor still has it, man. Yeah. That actor, even at his old age, can act like a... Wait, ponytail guy or... Ponytail guy. 
Okay. The character in three, the ponytail guy, he is the most the evil. Psychopath. There was a part where he's talking to Kreese in the episode I saw that he was like, I literally tortured a kid in high school for like months for no reason. <laughs> he's like, I was on coke and fucking all cobra kite out. Like, whatever. But yeah, he totally tortured Daniel for a few months and made Daniel a killer. Yeah. And then Daniel broke a guy's nose at a club and his fake girlfriend, who wasn't his girlfriend, was like, what's happened to you? Have you, have you had the part where he goes to Japan yet, or was that the previous season? That's the previous season. He goes to Japan in three, I think, in season three, because he's got to get focus. Who, Daniel? Mm-hmm. Dude, everyone comes back for the show. It's so yeah. good. Hmm. And then the guy teaches him the most useful technique of any defensive martial art, the death touch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally defensive there. It's, yeah. it's a def- no, it's a defensive move because he's like, if your opponent won't stop fighting you, you stop them from fighting. So he like Forever. shows him this thing where you can like, <laughs> and no, you just stop their joints from moving. Mm. So then they're paralyzed for like a small amount of seconds, and then you can leave. Mm. No, be there. <laughs> jerk off on him. Well, we should probably talk about this movie, I guess. Sure. Well, we talked about every movie but the one we're supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. All right. So, starting the movie, we're in association with Island World <laughs> for some reason. Do you see that popped up? Yeah. So, I looked it up. I guess they originally produced anime, but then made live films and then uh, shut down in 1995. So, they don't have like a lot of films, really, but they helped produce this film. Hmm. Our story begins with a hostage situation in Colombia. There's like media outside and shots are flying all over the place. Uh, the terrorists have taken over what they call the Palace of Justice. It looks like a courthouse. Oh, I thought it was an embassy. Yeah. They were calling it the Palace of Justice in the movie, but the place where they say it is is not where the Palace of Justice actually okay. is. No, I mean, I, I, just, I just thought it was the American embassy they were at. But, hey. Yeah, well, they don't hmm. like really explain any of this stuff. Like, this is stuff I had to like kind of like look up yeah. and like kind of figure out. <laughs> You gotta do a lot of work for the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not super clear like what's happening. They just jump right into it, right? Yeah, like yeah. really. So like the Palace of Justice is in another place in Colombia. But then I was reading that, and then I found out that the Palace of Justice, and like a few years before, was actually taken over by terrorists, and hella judges were shot. Ooh. Was it Pablo Escobar's cronies? I don't know. Mm. I don't remember. But yeah, so that popped up when I was like looking through stuff and I was like, well, it's crazy. I wonder if that like partially inspired this film because it was like 1985 that that happened. And then this is like, yeah. you know, they probably filmed it, what, in 89 or something. But yeah, anyway, we see our villain, Luis Cali. Uh, there's hostages in the windows. He uses his gun as a gavel. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, not very smart, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't blow your finger off. But Especially yeah. when the gun is facing at you, too, so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it but it looks more like a gavel that way. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's what's important. I'll allow it. That's, okay. So he tells the judge to lift up his head because the judge is like leaning over or whatever. And uh, the judge has some pretty serious like eyebrows. Oh, yeah. No unibrow situation going on in the middle. Yeah. That's your takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? it, it, they, they zoom in. <laughs> and eyebrows. I was like, that is a powerful eyebrow. So I could tell why. That, that's why he's the judge. Your honor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what's happening here is Callie's dad has been arrested. And this is the judge who is supposed to be the judge in his trial. So he's taking them hostage. Yeah. And... Well, I think it was the judge in his trial. He'd already been convicted. It's already over. Extra, yeah. yeah, he'd already been extradited to America. Okay. Yeah. 
but Cowie, I think maybe Cowie thought that the father was going to be brought there. And he's like, nah, man, you're, th- that never happened. That got canceled. Yeah. Your information is old. He shows up looking for his father, but he's like, dude, your dad's not here. He's already been taken to America. And he's like, nah, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh-huh. his uh, right hand man, Jack. Total recall guy. Yeah. Yeah. Total recall guy. He has a TV and he shows him and you can see that his dad, yes, got pinched. Yeah. He's in Florida. But like, unfortunately, <laughs> he could have showed him that video like 30 seconds sooner yeah. and they wouldn't have had to push that lady out the window. That would be awesome. And then they pan in, there's fucking, our heads bashed in and there's blood. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, we got blood. Right on the steps. Yeah, yeah. right on the, the fucking steps, dude. A- yeah. 80s kid movie. Yeah. <laughs> A nice family film. Yeah, because you, you're literally yeah. just thrown right into this fucking situation. Well, they're clearly establishing how bad these guys are. You're like, oh, okay, okay. They're bad guys. We get it. Dude, they're fucking cold-blooded. Bad dudes. Because there's usually that old-fashioned women and children they are supposed to be saved, but they yeah. literally kill a woman first and just, like, push her out the fucking window. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of backstory in kind of a short little mm-hmm. amount of time, but the judge gets grabbed by Callie and they run up to the top of the building and get in a chopper. But when they get high enough, Callie pushes the judge right out the helicopter. Which is weird, because I thought they were taking him so, like, because the military was outside, so I thought they were doing it so they didn't just shoot down the helicopter. That's what I thought, too. Like, all right, we got to keep one hostage. So what's to keep them from shooting it down? Yeah, 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 I thought he was the collateral. But then they just throw them out. And I'd be like, well, call the Jets, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they knew they were high enough to not get murdered. They were pretty fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> Higher than I thought a helicopter could go. Yeah, he pushes him out like he's the fucking Joker. That's Columbia military has airplanes. Yeah. yeah. And then the judge floats majestically to his death, but just as quickly as they came, they're gone. Because now we're whisked away by like some triumphant Spielberg-esque music. Yeah, there was some weird scoring in this movie. This is a really horrible situation, and now it's like a whimsical soundtrack uh, for the Regis Military School for Misfit and Forgotten Boys. Mm. And Sean Astin's there, and he, him and his friends are like spray painting rejects over the Regis mm. of the Regis sign because they're rejects. Yeah. And he's already on super ultra double decker probation <laughs> officially, but he's still doing it anyway. But he gets rounded up with his friends. It's like the FBI or someone's there, and they want to talk to one of his friends because that judge was actually his dad. Yeah. I don't know if they tell him that his dad's been murdered, but they're like, well, no, because I think there's somebody else now. In the United States, that's like that judge's equivalent. And they know that they're going to go after this kid. Because if the, the judge was already dead, they wouldn't care that the kid was still at the school. Right. This is someone new that they know that he's going to try to get leverage with. That makes way more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You know, F- Phil Donahue. <laughs> the kid's name is Phil Donahue. And in yeah. the credits, it's like quotations Phil. I mean, I can I kind of see that kind of thing where his last name was Donahue and his friends just kind of fuck with him by calling him Phil. Yes, yeah. but I feel like the teacher at some point calls him like Philip or something. Mm. I don't know. So Phil Donahue <laughs> and his family have to go into hiding. So he leaves the school and that's the last we ever hear of him. <laughs> Pretty convenient that the one part of the crew. Yeah, literally just off the map, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking take that piece off the board. Yeah, he's done and gone. Yeah, yeah. And the one part of the crew who can't act. <laughs> let's get him out of here quick <laughs> yeah but that night billy who's sean Aston, and joey who's will wheaton they're besties and roommates but they sneak out to meet their crew in a secret basement in the school and it turns out billy created a dynamite way 
to get drunk at school. Are we not going to talk about Will Wheaton's attempt at doing a Jersey accent that came in and out throughout <laughs> the whole movie? <laughs> hey, my dad is in the mafia. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> they got a fucking machine gun. Yeah, sometimes he'd hit it and then he'd be like... Was it accurate, <laughs> Mark? I felt like I was home for a few seconds there. <laughs> it, would only, it would fade in and out, though. Like, there'd be a few words where he'd try to do it and then just talk in his normal voice. Yeah. Joey's character is that his dad is the, like, head of the mafia of New Jersey. Jersey mob. No, big, big time stuff here. Yeah. I thought they had said New York at first, but then later in the film, they for sure said New Jersey. This movie has a funny, interesting thing where, like, Sean Astin's dad is the owner of the third biggest construction company and it's like your dad is the head of the mafia of new jersey just make it new york it makes more sense or chicago (laughs) and like who's gonna say he can't be from new york yeah but why not chicago who's to say he can't be from chicago like the two big mob cities but instead you pick jersey yeah but does new jersey have a big mafia thing if they do they don't look like frank langello they look like fucking tony soprano they're all be wearing like you know white tank tops and track shoots they wouldn't be wearing like suits and shit yeah (laughs) come on like a 1930s mafia yeah guy yeah these guys took my son see we gotta get him back (laughs) i love my boy yeah well billy created this cool way to get drunk at school where you he made a mouthwash but it's just like all alcohol but it tastes like mouthwash it's like schnapps and shit and vodka vodka creme de mint yeah and he sold eight 35 bucks piece they're rich yeah but the whole crew he's got his whole crew there there's like five six of them but they're making a night of it talking shit to each other drinking some nasty ass shots but of course like a regular group of kids they tap into the school's phone line from the basement because sean Aston, i guess we're supposed to now see that he is very clever and smart and can buy stuff from radio shack and utilize it to do mischief <laughs> they you know call up a phone sex line there's no internet here they yeah. only got porn magazines right and stuff so yeah. but yeah jennifer gets on the horn and <laughs> here we go <laughs> here we go <laughs> and some people might think it's weird that all these dudes are like kind of like rubbing their dicks against this thing while they're listening to like this person <laughs> in the same room but i mean i don't know they're they're all in boarding school together boy culture i don't know yeah yeah like kids are creeps and do know. weird shit i like, mean i feel like you talk to guys everyone has like their own story growing up like my group of friends we didn't jerk off in the same room you know as each other like we didn't like that wasn't we didn't do that but i definitely knew people who were like yeah yeah. My buddy would put a porn on and we'd all kind of go into our own little separate corners of the uh, the basement and start yeah. like, really? Like, no, not, not me. My friends were more of like, we all just watched <laughs> porn and didn't masturbate. <laughs> you were just enjoying it intellectually. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> hmm. Interesting <laughs> yeah, technique. We would all just watch porn and then hang out like where no one was jerking off really. But I did also know a group of guys that would jerk off together. And one of our friends, when we were watching this movie with him last night... I'll leave his name out. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, he, he said that like, you know, one night, one of his friends, because he had watched this scene, uh, one of his friends was like, so you want to jerk each other off or what? And he was like, no. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. That's all right. Huh. <laughs> Makes it for a really awkward night for the yeah. rest of the night. I know it's like 930. <laughs> You're like, oh, well. Uh. Uh, it's barely dark. I gotta go. I'm like, late. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's just probably like, you know, it's just whatever. I, I knew some kids that would like blow each other, you know, and stuff in like junior high and then like, you know, never hooked up with a dude again. Interesting. You know, it was just like, whatever. You know, kids kids are trying out stuff, I guess. 
But yeah, yeah, I thought Billy also did a great job of incorporating all of his friends' features into the character they create for the sex phone worker as Steve. He did, he did. Very nice. It's the signs of a good leader. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's probably weighs like 230 pounds sitting on her couch watching fucking TV while you're making this call, but yeah. with her fucking kid in her head, her arm. Make make that well, money, baby. Fucking breastfeeding yeah. while it's going on. Like. Breastfeeding. <laughs> Milking Maybe her. that's why her nipples were big and red. Because yeah. she was breastfeeding. All the babies sucking on them. Yeah, she was like, my nipples are big and red. And then she said something about a huge soft penis. And I was like, maybe it's her first day. <laughs> I don't know if I, don't know if I like, heard it's that. It's so big and soft. No, it's just like that fucking <laughs> FRS Brigade sketch. They're right. barely yeah. paying attention. Yeah. And that could be it, too. <laughs> she's like making fucking mac and cheese while she's talking to him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and he's like, how does it feel? And she's like, cheesy. Yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> oh, cheesy good. <laughs> You ever see that Mr. So sketch where like Bob Odenkirk and David Cross they like, they have a bet, and I think like David Cross loses, and he's like, "All right, man, I'll give you an hour's worth of free phone sex." He's like, "All right, cool." So then he actually calls him, and he's like, "So what are you wearing?" He's like, "No, man, you just send me the bill." And he's like, "No, I want you to do it. I want to call back. I want you to be sexy. <laughs> I want you to be ready." And it's like David Cross being like, "Uh, yeah, it's kind of scary and thick. Ooh, <laughs> fucking idiots." That was his first time. Yeah, he did all right, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good for you. Good for you, David. I saw him once, uh, like a six feet distance away. Oh. He looked in our general direction. Sure he did. No big deal. <laughs> anyway, you know, unfortunately for the horny noobs, the Dean can see the fucking phone light is on. Dude, he does some Batman shit to fucking find them, too. I know. Like, I have no fucking clue how he tracked them down. Like, he looked at the power grid and was like, hmm, yes, map of the school. Uh, <laughs> he, he I know the where they're going to be. Like 30-year-old schematic of the fucking phone lines. Well, then he could see which phone line. And that's used later by the terrorists. They look in there when they cut the phone lines. They, they open yeah. the thing and he goes with his finger and he moves it around and clips the phone but, line. Like, I guess he was just looking for, like, the switch like the main switch where all the phone lines meet and just went there mm-hmm. yeah. I, i'm guessing but i mean <laughs> yeah because he picked up the phone and he could totally hear the phone sex um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah so he and, and it, it is weird a little bit too like joshua was saying because like the where they are is like in this basement but it's almost like a secret door in the kitchen yeah well, like an underground has a key to the actual door to the basement yeah oh so okay because he came in from a different direction. yeah i don't i doubt he was like lifting yeah, up he came in from the secret yeah. hiding hole yeah, I thought he was lifting up the thing and going down there, too. No, no, no. Because he just walked in, like, through a door. In his slippers. Okay, well, he, he knows they're all down there, even though they try to hide. And Billy's like, oh, I'm just drinking mouthwash. <laughs> like, for yeah. no reason. I, okay, come on, buddy. They dumped it out. I mean, he had just, just thrown it to a random corner of the room. Yes. Like, yeah, dumping it no. out was a terrible idea. Yeah. No. Just huck it into the corner. And then one of the guys but, sneezes. because he wanted to get caught. Yeah, they all did, because one of the guys, like, sneezes, and then he's like, I know you're all in here. But, yeah, he makes it. Oh, yeah, that's like, okay, establishing that they're a tight-knit group of, like, troublemakers kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like, all right, it's obviously you're with this guy, you're with that guy. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, where's your roommate? And he's like, oh, he must be in bed. And it's like, okay, okay, bro. But, yeah, he makes Billy smash his fancy phone device, but he still gives him a playful smile that lets you know he cares about him. And maybe it was once just like him. Hmm? I totally thought that phone device was going to come and fucking play later on. I, I thought so thought too, that. yeah. I was like, check out. Like, check he's going to have to like, fucking fix it and like use it to dial out to get the police there, but that never happened. If only we had a way to yeah. get out. Oh, wait a minute. The phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been helpful yeah. if they didn't cut the phone line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Billy uh, has to collect all the bottles 
but the dean cuts him some more slack and doesn't make him narc everyone out. So he goes and grabs him, but he does let him know that he's going to wear him out before he wears him out. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. I've seen seen this movie before. (laughs) I know who gets wore out first. (laughs) Meanwhile, at the United States border, we have a film device that reminds us about the terrorists from the beginning of the film. (laughs) But there's a truck that's clearly smuggling people, Callie and his crew. Coyotes. Mm -hmm. And they're pulled over by border control. After a few guys come out, a right-hand man, Jack, shoots the patrol officers and blows up their truck and they all, like, scuttle off. That's just, like, a quick clip to remind us that they're there. That they're, what they're capable of. Yeah. How bad they yeah. are. I thought this movie had a bigger kill count, but apparently it's, like, 18. But it just, they feel like they hmm. just are fucking killing people constantly. Yeah. I, I did wonder why they not only killed the guards, but then set them on fire and then put a bomb in the car and blew the car up. Yeah. Like, that seemed like a bit overkill. Yeah. They they not only did kill those guys, they blew up their car with, like, a C4. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're <laughs> or, like, themselves. whatever. It wasn't just, like, a random, like, grenade or something. They, like, planted a, a bomb. <laughs> the real heroes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even though last night Dean Parker was pretty chill about Billy and his crew, he really needs to retaliate. So in the morning when they get up, the headmaster, Dr. Gould's, entire office was placed out in like the schoolyard but exactly like it is in his office like his pens are in the same place and his teacup and stuff i i do do like the line where the night before like what do you want to do uh cherry bombs in the toilets uh fire hoses in the hallways and he's like nah it's too much and then the next day they're both like well at least it wasn't firecrackers in the laboratories and fire hoses in the hallways like all right because the cleanups Worse, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. and they also didn't seem to care about this. They just make the students take the shit, Megan. Yeah. You don't need to hire anybody. They wanted to laugh, like, and they're like, well, try not to. And the guy was like, I'd like to work outside. <laughs> so they're, just like, they're just a bunch of merry pranksters. Did you did you guys have pranks in your school like that? Because I feel like nothing like that ever happened in my school. Like, no, nothing on that level, but, like, nothing at all. Some of the students picked up one of the teacher's little cars and put it in the middle of the quad. I do remember that for this. There's a senior prank in in high school. Jesus. So, yeah, but it's just like this horrible prank. You got to carry it all back. Yeah. Well, you get the day off, though. How the fuck did they pick it up? I, dude, that shit is heavy. They would have had to have like a dolly or something, man. I know there was like six or seven of them, but like. You got a little car is <laughs> like a thousand pounds. Dude, you try to get me to do a prank. I'm down to drink mouthwash with you in a filthy basement, <laughs> but I don't know if i'm going to be carrying fucking furniture for six hours <laughs> try to go to sleep before class and then wake up and have to carry it back i know yeah no, that sucks yeah pick up the banana pick up that banana <laughs> although yeah one of the uh trivias was like that scene was improvised by sean astin like no it fucking wasn't they had every camera angle of it set perfectly like he didn't just like decide to throw a fucking peel in there so impudent <laughs> uh so impudent <laughs> Pick up that banana. Well, I was telling Joshua, you can't throw a banana in there. That's like really nice furniture and there's no yeah. bag. That's That wastebasket's meant for only paper. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the terrorists then arrive, I guess, after they get all the office back together, thankfully. Yeah. And they immediately kill the one like bumbling yokel security guard. Who was clearly a pedophile, so it's fine. <laughs> they have one guy for 92 kids. Is that how many there were? Yeah. 92? I don't think his job is to control the kids. I think he's just to keep adults from raping kids who aren't supposed to be there from coming in yet. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not a high security school. 
has some of the wealthiest kids in like the country there though. And also the school seemed a little small. Yeah. Like only ninety two kids. The campus was huge. Yeah, like what at the yeah. end they pan out and there's like two huge buildings. Yeah. And I was like, hey, what's going on with that building? <laughs> but yeah, so the terrorists get in pretty easily. Yeah. Like they just literally just start blasting, planting bombs, they cut the phone lines, they set up turrets. Organized. It's a ridiculous plan but they are very prepared which is weird because i thought their plan was to just grab this kid and leave i don't know why they entrenched as soon as they got there because they're gonna be there for a while they're planning they're posting up their plan wasn't to be there i thought i thought they're just gonna kidnap that kid no i I think it was to stay there because i i think it'd be easier to kind of defend well i don't know would it be easier to defend a campus as opposed to to take a kid and have to kind of hide him off somewhere yeah just disappear like yeah there you go i mean they could be back in columbia with that kid. Yeah, go back to Columbia with them. <laughs> yeah. They obviously had no trouble getting over the border. It's easier in the other direction. Like, So yeah. they may have made a ridiculous plan, but they were prepared to make it. Yeah. But Callie and Jack Thorpe, they kind of blast into school where it's conveniently lunchtime. All the kids are in the cafeteria. Everyone's basically... The, but they're shooting out there. I don't know who they're shooting. I know, yeah. Faculty? Yeah, so maybe a few other teachers got shot that we didn't see. Yeah, but but you hear them shooting because everyone in the cafeteria is like, what's that? Yeah. I mean, they might have just been shooting to scare people, too. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that. Yeah, back in the day when, like, hearing gunfire at a school, all the kids were like, what is that noise? What is? I wonder what's going on. Like, kind of a weird, grim reminder. Yeah. I went to college again late. I know I told you guys this, but when I first went, they had all these, like, what to do in an earthquake signs. And then when I went back to the same college later they were replaced with school shooter signs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what to do in case of an active shooter instead? And I was like, whoa, that's grim. <laughs> anyway, on to school. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, have all the kids in the cafeteria, except for one really brave kid who runs for the phone and hella gets shot at and somehow not killed. Yeah. But the, the teacher does try to save him and is immediately shot, like execution style, cold-blooded, dude. In the head. Should have stuck his chemistry. I know. Yeah, these guys, he just walks up to him and fucking blasts him because he's like, no, don't shoot that kid. I definitely gave it a, a like, oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. Which is weird because they seem surprisingly reasonable after that. Yeah, after that, they're like, they love the kids. They're having fucking fun with them, joking around with dude, them. Dude, they are more than reasonable. They are actually very nice terrorists. They let them play outside all day. They're not like locking them in the rooms and making them piss in a if pot. If I yeah. was a terrorist, oh here we go. They would all be pissing in a pot in the cafeteria. Yeah. No one's allowed to leave this fucking cafeteria. Yeah. You go to the bathroom, we walk you. Kind of shit. Like, I mean, ca- counting them every hour, I thought that was kind of extreme, but I guess all things considered. But that's what I'm saying. Counting them every hour, but that's a lot of work. Yeah. I don't have to do that if I keep them all in here and have them shit in a bucket for a few days. Yeah. I know that's not okay, and you guys can get sick. That's the cafeteria, so there's probably a bathroom right well, there. Well, there is. Later, they show them just walking from the cafeteria to the bathroom. It's like right outside, so yeah. you could just have a guard walk with them anytime they want to go. Yeah. You're saying just letting them even move around is a big deal. Like, yeah. I would just lock them in their bedrooms. Yeah. yeah, they all get, no, they all get locked in the cafeteria. It's one room, guard at every door. Yeah. They have to go to the bathroom. They ask, <laughs> and someone takes them. The food is in there and shit, too. You can feed them. <laughs> they can't plot against you while they're just in there? Absolutely not. Yeah, they can't plot all night. They can't document the location <laughs> of all your fucking, like, guard posts? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he won't be doing this again. <laughs> right? Uh, there's a part too where Billy sticks his finger in some kid's beans. Oh yeah, quality oh, check like, or whatever. Uh, Taste, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's some fucking high school bully bullshit. Chekhov's beans. Yeah, <laughs> but they are looking for Phil Donahue, who, like we said earlier, Callie is a day late and a buck short. He's not there, <laughs> and that's it. Movie's over. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> well, I guess we fucked up again. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Yeah, but naturally, Callie's pretty upset about that, but he does the, like, who's your daddy and what does he do, you know, for everybody, and he figures out that there's a bunch of rich kids here whose parents are pretty powerful. Like, one guy's dad is, like, the president of an oil company, yeah. right? And then Bradbury's dad is chairman of the Republican Party, mm. and then, of course, Joey's dad was the head of the mafia from New Jersey, Yeah. who, incidentally, that guy gets dumped by Dorothy on Golden Girls. Oh, really? Yep. Frank Langello? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... uh huh gets divorced from his wife and then dates Dorothy but he wants to marry her right away because he needs someone to do his laundry and shit. Mm-hmm. It always plays a mobster. Yeah. yeah. And he's like an Irish guy too. So. Is he? I was, gonna, I was like, I wonder if he's actually Italian. Okay. Yeah. So no. I know he was a mob guy in this, mob guy in that movie FX. I thought about that movie in forever. Hmm. I remember it has that animatronic clown. Yeah, that was the second one. Was it? Maybe two? Yeah, the first, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Adventures of Riley? Of course. The first one, he had like a big monster. When you opened the door, it kind of charged at you. Oh, yeah. Brian Denny. What is this? Yeah. It's called FX. FX. Yeah. FX? They're like special effects slash conmen? No, it's... Um, I can't remember the plot. The, the first one is like they're trying to catch like a serial killer or something. So they hire an FX guy to kind of help them track down this guy. But then it gets caught up in this whole weird mafia scenario with gold coins. Weird shit. That is weird. Yeah. I want to watch that. He uses his power of special effects. I didn't yeah, know that was go. a power. To fight crime. That's pretty cool. Oh, it is. That's pretty cool. That sounds cool. And now there's two of them. Yeah. Man, you got your whole <laughs> night planned out for you. I know. Here we go. <laughs> this is also the part where Callie bashes uh, Ricardo's knee with the fucking butt of a rifle. And he's like, do you speak Spanish? He's like, not really. But then he's like, put a bullet in him in Spanish. And then he's like, oh, wait, I do kind of speak Spanish. And I was like, ah, and then he bashes his knee in and I felt really bad because I'm sure he was just, he didn't sound like he was trying to lie. He was just like. I think that's up for debate because he could have been trying to like have a a leg up on him. Yeah, I I get that. I think he was trying to lie. You do? Because they would talk in front of him like he didn't understand. He should just play it cool. Yeah. I don't think they actually would have shot him. Oh, exactly. Right. Yeah. I think he was bluffing. I don't know. They might have shot him. Or maybe not. Because he just didn't want, he didn't want to take the chance. Yeah. (laughs) That the kid was lying. So he might just put a bullet in him. Maybe someone told him about that lady there pushed out the window. <laughs> or that judge they threw out of the helicopter. <laughs> and he was like, that's not going to be me. Not today. Yeah. Uh, Billy gets all upset yeah. about it, though, and he runs out. He's like, hey, don't do that. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> that kid's got fucking balls. Yeah. He was flying under the radar up until that point. Yeah. And Callie's kind of like, are you not scared of us? He's like, no, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't fuck with me, man. Of course I'm scared. You're fucking lunatics. Yeah. Yeah, we're officially lunatics here. Clearly <laughs> madmen. <laughs> but meanwhile in town, the sheriff's given, uh, you know, the dean the business because someone spray-painted rejects on his patrol car, but they kind of come to, like, an impasse when Dean Parker tells him that the sheriff's brother sold the kids the liquor anyway. Yeah. Uncle. Oh, it was the uncle? Yeah. Yeah, the uncle. Yeah. But thankfully, they're both at the same place in the same time yeah. because the deputy runs out and was like, someone has been shot at the school. Someone's been shot at the school. I would love to have been in a movie like that where it's just like a random movie and you have one line. Yeah. Like that, or you like run out and say something yeah. and then that was it, and your friends were like, Yeah. Hog and Godzilla <laughs> were fighting by the power cover. Like, whoa. Forever in that movie. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> exactly. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> so they get to the school. They find the dead security guard. Dean Parker recommends, like, to the sheriff, like, hey, you should call the FBI. Yeah. Or, like, the state police. And he's like, don't tell me what to do. 
<laughs> so he makes an idiotic plan instead to drive into the school where they've been getting shot at every time they try to go in and to have the other two yeah. cops hide in the back seat. And then he's like, I'm coming in. I'm unarmed. Don't shoot. But I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> but guess what? They fucking shoot him with a turret. And they all like run out and then they fucking blow up his car. Overkill fucking. With a rocket launcher. Yeah. Show of force. <laughs> yeah. And then the next scene, all you see are just FBI agents everywhere. <laughs> You're like, all right, yeah. Yeah. Wait, the call. <laughs> I would be like, please take this. I don't even know why I thought I could do anything about it. I'm an idiot. I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife. <laughs> so the FBI and state police and military all arrive at night and they're keeping the school under surveillance. But inside... Luis and his crew are, like, assembling this giant bomb that can blow up the entire school. So this whole time they've been, like, spreading these wires around the campus. And uh, basically, don't touch it or it'll blow up. <laughs> Which is idiotic, mind you. Yes. Because you're giving anyone in that building the power to set off that yeah. bomb. Yeah. And at first we were like, oh, maybe he's just bluffing. But later on they confirmed, like, the nerd kid confirmed that that's how that works. Yeah. Just by pulling it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, if you dick with it, it will explode, so, yeah. like... One one kid can just walk up and be like, you know what? Fuck this shit, I'm done. Just wait till they're all outside, and then just pull the fucking pin, like, one kid. Yeah. One depressed kid who's like, fuck this. Yeah. So they attach also, like, onto Callie's arm, they attach the detonator like a Pip-Boy or something. <laughs> a garage door opener. This is idiotic and uncomfortable. Yeah, because it's, it's, like, taped. That shit taped your arm all day? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like taped to his arm and he sleeps with it. Gross. <laughs> but it did look like he had like a cover on it. So I guess there is some blockage. Well, I think he had to pull a pin out because at the end he kind of pulls a pin out, then presses the button. Yeah, there was some sort of thing so he couldn't just bump it into the wall or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, he's like jerking off behind the desk <laughs> and he accidentally bumps the, the table with his arm and the whole school blows up. I mean, that's pretty extreme. Yeah. Even just to have a bomb detonator attached to your arm for several days like these guys are extreme well, they'll just go the extra mile well that's why you'll never take over a school i don't have yeah you don't have the dedication for it well what you do is you fix most of the students with bombs like vests oh so you don't blow you and your own trips up you blow the hostages up like yeah. that movie swordfish with john travolta yeah got it so <laughs> well, they put all the kids in the rooms, like a few rooms. They do like seven kids in a in a room, and they have like one dude that sits in the hall that's supposed to make sure they don't come yeah. out every night. And the the main characters all get stuck together, thankfully, so we don't have to go into different rooms. Yeah, but they get stuck together <laughs> with a kid named Yogurt. This is a dick man. He's yogurt. like a giant nerd. Kid looks like he eats a lot of yogurt. I mean, look at him. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. That's also like the high school bullshit where like one day you come to school with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you're like some guy's like, hey, what's up, PBJ? <laughs> and then that's your nickname every day for the fucking four years of high school. Like Big Tuna. Like Big Tuna. Like Big Tuna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and tuna for sandwich once. Yeah. So this kid was eating yogurt once. And you know, another thing that I'd hate about Jim, who brings tuna fish sandwiches to fucking work. Yeah. Well, normally yeah. he eats a ham and cheese sandwich every day, because that's when Ryan's like, Wrong, Jim yeah. eats the same ham and cheese sandwich every day. He's not fucking going anywhere. <laughs> like, uh, yogurt knows about electronics and remote control shit. I mean, he confirms that Callie's pit boy will totally work. But Joey gets all, like, hyped up. Because he's a mafia kid, I guess. And he's like, yeah. we should do something. Let's steal a machine gun. And fucking this is when the New like, Jersey accent just pops out hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got a fucking machine gun. I was like, oh, man, I'm back home. 
That's great. Yeah. Although I like <laughs> the idea all, that like they all had a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then told them to shut up, and they're like, "Okay, here's the actual plan." They didn't even laugh when he said it. They were kind of like, "Shh." <laughs> Like, dude, calm down. Yeah. There's like a guy with a machine gun yeah. outside our door. Yeah. Wanted to go full fucking red dawn. Yeah. <laughs> That's like all it takes one good guy with a gun to stop eight bad guys with a gun. Like, no, it doesn't really work like that. <laughs> I wrote like in a note somewhere that it was like an American kid's cowboy dream. Totally. But, and then I do love the idea that like he does, he's like, he does get the machine gun and it just goes fucking so wrong so fast right away. Like, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? Like, you're going to take out every fucking terrorist? Yeah. You've never even shot one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that Onion article. Mm-hmm. It's a local band who can't pierce orange pill with thumb believes he could kill a man in unarmed combat or something like that. <laughs> Perfect. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so instead, Billy suggests that they all collect info and then try to get it to the military guys outside, which is actually much more... Which is a pretty good plan. Very good plan, yeah. yeah. Logical than just grabbing a machine gun and trying to blast your way out. Almost too good of a plan for a teenager to have. Yeah. But he's the phone That's king. That's like someone with like military like counterintelligence knowledge that would come yeah. up with that fucking plan. Yeah, and we gotta get them intel. His knowledge yeah. is fucking <laughs> with people. That is what he's good at. But no, but the way they do it is, like, professional. Like, they have all the positions of the guards, their names, fucking, like, pictures of them. Yeah. It's like, dude, this is like, (laughs) this is like some CIA shit they're doing. Like, (laughs) Mark, did you see that picture in their bedroom with the chick carrying, like, a sturgeon on his back? I did. (laughs) And it was, like, a yellow chick, yeah. Oh, the weird fucking poster, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I looked it up, and I couldn't find anything, but some nerds on Reddit were talking about it, and apparently it's a Latin motto for the London School of Economics. Sure. I wonder if their logo is a chick with a fish on its back. I don't know. Apparently it was it was written in a different order. Uh, Cute. Weird picture. <laughs> I definitely appreciated all the posters and shit on their bedrooms. Like, it was all just weird, random shit, you know? Yeah, and it was legitimate 90s shit. Yeah. Because, like, you see bullshit like, like Stranger Things, right? And they'll have, like, a Thing poster and a Readers of the Lost Ark. But, like, you couldn't get those fucking posters when you were that age. True, like, I had true. a fucking, like, yeah. a felt bomber and a Lamborghini poster. The shit you got for free at the Scholastic <laughs> Fair. In the military tent outside, headmaster's on the phone yeah. with Callie about the bombs. And the headmaster's really chill about stuff. He's relaying. Everyone is surprisingly chill. Like, yeah. even the kids are pretty relaxed. Facing fucking imminent death. Yeah. Oh, the kids fucking bounce back right away. Yeah. Yeah, because Jesse, uh, we were watching it with her too, and she was kind of like, "I would be fucking freaked out. Yeah. I don't even know if I could eat or sleep." Yeah. yeah like playing frisbee and like fucking. Yeah. I, I... There's like those one kids that shoot the little helicopter pencil thing at each other, and they like catch it, and he's like, "Yeah, school." <laughs> yeah, they're having a great fucking time. Like, why aren't you terrified? You're gonna die. <laughs> the high probability you die. Like, and it's not any more fun. They're still learning and shit every yeah. day. It's like there's yeah, the guys carrying on class. I would not be sitting through any fucking classes, dude. Unbelievable. I did like the part where the headmaster though is like they're re- outside reading the book, and he's like, "The terrorists will someday be gone, but this book will still be important forever." I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, that was pretty cool. And, we, and they they pan in, and the book he's reading is the Kama Sutra. <laughs> I didn't see what <laughs> book it was. No, it's like that's great. <laughs> The terrorists might be gone. We also might be gone. Yeah. But I'm glad the book will be here. The book is important <laughs> for generations. Right? You know what's not important to me when I'm dead? Anything. Because I'm dead. <laughs> nothing. That book, nothing is important to me anymore. 
Listen, old man. But what is important is passing on knowledge and goodness and morals and values. Who gives a shit because I am no longer alive? I have been murdered by fucking Colombian terrorists. (laughs) Your world should be left good so that seven generations after you can flourish. Oh, yeah, that's not that. That is your goal. Is that the rule? That's a native thing. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if there will be a seventh generation of the way the world's going right at this point. Honestly, yeah. it Now is a much different time. But see, if people yeah, had yeah. thought about that many, many years ago, oh, yeah, maybe yeah, we wouldn't be in this situation where our world's exploding. Fair. Fair point. The environment wouldn't be collapsing. Yeah. Yeah, Callie's given some demands, though. He's going to kill kids if anybody comes and attacks them, or he'll just blow up the whole school. He does release all the faculty, except for the headmaster. Well, you need some of the Corral kids, too, that, res- that they respect. Yeah, yeah. So all day long and all night long now, the, you know, the boys are collecting all the info they can. They question other kids at school. Joey's an artist, so he draws pictures of everybody, so they have them. Not bad photos. Yeah. He did a pretty good job of drawing those guys. I was, was kind of impressed. I was kind of impressed, too. Like most movie or TV kids, he's way too good of an artist. Yeah. For how old he is, yeah. But sometimes I also feel like they're like, oh, he's really good. And then you see it, you're like, oh, (laughs) that's good enough. But yeah, so they also have this yearbook that they're using where they're like drawing on the photos of where all the guards are and stuff like that. And they're stuffing all the papers in there. So All the gun emplacements, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the military is pretty lucky because they ain't doing shit. They had like uh, spotters that were like watching because that's who he runs into when he's delivering the book. Like the dudes just pop out of the bushes with binoculars and shit. Yeah, those guys in the ghillie suits. So they had people watching the outside. Kind of probably probably already knew where all the outside guards and shit were. Well, in town, there's a parent teacher conference. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's fucking going down, and they're learning about what. What's going on with their kids and the situation? The Did first... you know the head of the New Jersey Mafia is in this room right now? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, Dean Parker knows that the Mafia guy's there. And he's like, how would you allow his kid to go to your school? And it's like, it's not his fault. That's his dad. Yeah. You fucking dickhead. And have you seen his drawings? They're beautiful. He's really going to be They're somebody. Great. Also, like, Mafia kids go to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their money still spends. Yeah. Like, and hey, let's be real. Usually they probably have an easier time. Because no one's going to tell John Gotti's kid, oh, no, I'm sorry. You can't go to here. Yeah. Because your dad's and the And he mob, won't be pissed about this. And then this. that guy dis the fucking peers a week later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be real. It's the head of the New Jersey Mafia. It wasn't like he was the head of the New York or Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's not a real head. He's kind of like a, a lord of the Mafia. He's like he's like the B team here. Come on. Yeah. 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 And it's funny because right at that meeting, the first guy we get, the parent, is like some fucking idiot shouting, Why don't you just get your guns, go in there, kill them, blast them up? And this lady's like, shut up. You're crazy. And I was like, of course these two are there. But it's like, he's willing to just have everyone get shot up. Even his kid in that school, he's not even fucking thinking. And then, like you guys said, there's some kids that were there on scholarship and stuff. But the dean's like, you kind of don't want to tell them your kids aren't valuable as the other kids. Like, Yeah. Even though they had all of their files, and I'm sure your file would say scholarship. Yeah. I'm sure they knew. Yeah, because they were going through everyone's yeah. file. Yeah, the, they knew the kid had asthma, like... Yeah, but the United States does not negotiate with terrorists. Mm. But apparently it does, because they did. <laughs> yeah, they do eventually. Yeah. Yeah, the kid, which would never happen in real life. No. There's no fucking shot, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> they would level that with drone strikes before they'd fucking give in to any demands. Yeah. I was kind of surprised they didn't just, like, blast shit like that, or, like, right. do some fucking Waco... Yeah, I mean, I thought I, th- I actually was surprised there wasn't like an attempted scene where they like try to do it because those these movies always kind of have that 
Oh yeah. yeah. Like there's the first try and they get like knocked back. I think yeah, our well, first try. I guess was that did kind of establish chair. what's there. Yeah. Oh maybe maybe. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that counts I guess. They have a rocket launcher. They have a big fucking machine gun. Yeah, because Die Hard tried it with like the SWAT team and the tank. Yeah, the LAPD's got themselves an RV. God, that movie's so good. That <laughs> is. During that lunch, though, Billy takes over another kid's patrol of delivering lunches to the upstairs guy, so he can kind of peek around and see what he gets up there. But before he gives them their lunches, he just spits fucking lugs right in their food. It's disgusting. Yeah. I almost threw up. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. It does do it. There's <laughs> shit in their sandwich. Yeah, it's true. Probably wasn't the worst thing in there. I mean, yeah. The, what They were just eating like sloppy refried beans. Yeah. It's cafeteria food. Yeah. I, I thought they'd be eating like foie gras or something. <laughs> like, they're, they're very wealthy, right? Chew it. I didn't want a bologna sandwich. I wanted an ab bologna sandwich. <laughs> exactly but the mafia guy wants his kid back and they've done business together him and callie's family so he like Mm. requests that they let his kid go and they like callie and his dad have like some numbers code that they use yeah Uh, you know know what a number station is Mm -mm. so you can actually you can actually tune into them with like a cb radio but like there are certain frequencies that you can tune into that are just broadcasting numbers like that over and over on repeat. They're called number stations, and they're from all different countries. So they just utilize that too. And what do they do? What are their purpose? They're sending it's codes to operatives. Hmm. Like literally, it's it's just sending codes to operatives in other countries. That's wild. <laughs> There's like a lot of conspiracy theories about it. supernatural shit too. There's like a famous one that like has been the same sequence oh, yeah. of numbers for like fucking thirty years that just says never stop broadcasting, and no one can track where like it comes from or something like that. That's awesome. But yeah, number stations, really, there's a bunch of them still, but they're like really big in like the Cold War. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. I mean, that's actual some espionage shit, which I mean, the, 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 yeah. the cartels hired fucking like uh, intelligence officers from other countries mm-hmm. to show them how to do all this shit and evade mm-hmm. detection and law enforcement and stuff. Hmm. That's fucking awesome. Ocho. Vente uno. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, it can't be Morse code. Why would you make a 48 number? It's just an encrypted cipher that they have a key for, and they can just decode the numbers into text. I could be a page from a book or something that yeah. all their be, parents, yeah. you know. So he's just, It would probably yeah. be something simple like that, because the dad knew just, he could do it from memory. Yeah. Like, hmm. send a message from memory. Interesting. Yeah. Give me your but pen. that night... Billy questions yogurt about how remote control stuff works because yogurt made this remote control plane that has a chip inside. It's the receiver, yeah. It's yeah. like a dongle. It syncs it sinks what you're trying to control to the remote. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he's kind of like, does that would that really work in that guy's stuff? And he's like, oh yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> but they ended up making a plan for the next day where Billy is going to now finally get the information that they've been holding to the military it's it's pretty elaborate and it's got to be yeah. kind of perfect for it to work because if one thing messes up hello people die blackjack timing yeah <laughs> so he's got like 45 minutes to accomplish this so during the outdoor time the plan is to have hank and ricardo kick a soccer ball <laughs> into a window at the same time billy See, his breaks. leg is fine that was a good kick he's his leg was fine his knee Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, he is fine. I, I should have never felt bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> so Billy hits the window at the same time. The soccer ball hits the window. They stuffed a yearbook full of all the information in like his pants and his back. And so he's just like booking. And there is in between the school and the military, there's like a creek 
with a a tunnel in it that's not really locked, but yeah, set some chicken wire wrapped around it. Yeah, because like everything was established in the first ten minutes, like where they would go in the basement, right? How they're able to get out through the drain, and then like oh, how they break into the uh, dean's office too through the uh, the ventilations. Yeah, like everything they do in the plan, they did in the first ten minutes of the movie. That's good editing. Yeah, yeah, it's good storytelling. <laughs> No, that's yeah, pod it's, racing. it's kind of like a movie that's not very, like the best movie ever, but they do do things like that that I feel like bad movies don't always do. But they did have some voiceover situations too, where it's like explanation over like panning by. But mm. for the most part, yeah, they you did know where everything kind of came from. Yeah, uh, Billy's no joke. He like runs fucking hell fast. He gets out the window. He makes it outside the school, but there's guys on the roof. So they have to have yet another distraction. So Yogurt uses his hella loud, hella loud remote control <laughs> fucking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, plain thing. And eventually the guards, you know, turn around to look and see what it is. Uh, Billy's able to run into the creek and escape to the other side. And on the other side, there are military guys hiding, but they refuse to let him leave, creating the most stressful fucking scene yeah. in the entire film. I know, like, when you're a kid watching this, you're like, oh, no, he's only got 40 minutes left. <laughs> I know. Five kids are going to die. What are you doing? <laughs> they confirm with Dean Parker, who is on their side, too, that Billy is indeed a student, but they still refuse to let him go. But Billy's, like I said, he's used to fucking with people, so he just this escapes sports, by yeah. collapsing their tent and fucking steals a military vehicle. They should be ashamed. <laughs> he's got the yeah. yeah. He also fucking ruins one of their vehicles. Like, he's driving away, and then he, like, hops out, but leaves it in neutral and it slides back and their vehicles crash in and one of them goes into like a pond. I was like, you tools. He's a child. Bush League. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very stressful. And (laughs) Bradbury lights up a smoke underneath the roof. He like gives these guys their coffee. They don't shoot him too for giving them coffee. I know. He like smokes a bit. Like you said, it's connected. You see him smoking, you know, earlier. At the beginning of the movie. Yeah. 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 So he has a cigarette and he puts it inside a matchbook. It's supposed to be the distraction so Billy can run back into the school. But Billy's not there yet because he's rushing back to get there. And the boys are waiting like nervously outside. I do like when Bradbury shows back up and like the alarm goes off and he like starts shaking everyone's hand. Like, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Way to go. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, how often do you get to be part of a spy like <laughs> incident? Yeah. But his Siggy alarm goes off way too early. Billy does rush through the creek and makes it, but he falls in. He's completely soaked. Idiot. And then he hears the school bells and the rest of the kids have no choice but to go inside without him. Thankfully, the military fly <laughs> the helicopters yeah. close to the school. And so the guys just shoot one of them. They shoot one of the helicopters. Yeah. They hit it. See, they didn't but it around. gives him the distraction he needs to rush back inside. Yeah. Best fucking shot in the world. <laughs> the first bullet hits the helicopter yeah. from like yeah. 500 yards away, dude. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, disables it, too. <laughs> like, the fucking engine goes out, and you got to peel out. I was like, okay. Moving <laughs> 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 target. Like, it, was, it was fast. Half a mile away. <laughs> yeah, Billy rushes in. He has to take off all his clothes because he's soaked. <laughs> I do like though that they kept counting the kids over and over. Like, yep, yeah, keep getting ninety one. We keep getting ninety one. But at one point, like the one black student tries to like trick them by being counted. Yeah. <laughs> like there were so yeah, many generic white people that could have just like side saddled over. They should have picked a blonde one. Yeah. There were so many blonde kids in that school. The ripped black kid with glasses. Yeah. yeah that's 
Oh, I'm pretty sure I counted like six you two. before. <laughs> the 30-year-old student. No, he knows. He's confident about it. Yeah. He's like, I already counted you. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. As brave as it was, sorry, dude, you are the only black kid in school he's going to remember. Yeah. For the past two days, he's only counted one. <laughs> yeah, that kid's quickly identified. And then he's like, fuck it. We counted him three times. So let's kill five people. Yeah. And as they're grabbing the five people, Billy runs in, pretending he missed the bell because he was in the shower. He also grabs, like, the five most valuable fucking hostages to kill, too. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Like, the one who he makes a point of pointing out at the beginning. Yeah, like, two of the rich kids and, like, the fucking headmaster. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of, like, the generic mean-nothing kids. It's so fucking dumb. Yeah, Yeah. because you're like, clearly they're not going to kill a main character. Yeah. (laughs) Just you wait. But yeah, so he runs in. He pretends that (laughs) that, uh, he was in the shower. I know he must have smelled like crick, dude. Oh, yeah, totally. But they, you know, I accepted it. They accepted it anyway. Yeah, it checks out. He's wet. <laughs> I mean, he smells like shit, but yeah, it checks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Callie's pretty pissed off about the whole thing. He takes Billy up to the headmaster's office and he's like, I went to private school too, Billy, but you have no discipline. <laughs> yeah, put some paint on his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was Josh, I was like, he's like, oh yeah, you need to learn discipline like me. And I was like, you're a terrorist. Mm. Who's very bad like, at your job. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> you have no sort of like discipline. No value rules at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're disciplined, you just sort of took over your dad's empire. Yeah. <laughs> and just compares this as normal because there's thousands of people that depend on you for income. <laughs> yeah. He pulls out one of those like pocket chrome pointers. It's, pointer. it's like, yeah. but Billy's all wet too. And he beats him with it. It looked really painful until you see the actual damage. I mean, he did bend him over the desk and Billy's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I know. I said, oh, fuck, too. He's like, I'm getting something and I'm not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's a nun, at least you know you're going to be spanked. Well, maybe. I guess I guess it's the same diff. Well, until she puts a strap on on. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, boy. Yep. Or shoves your face or something. Same fear. <laughs> yeah. Nuns can rape too, Tiffany. Oh, I know. I went to Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> so they rub some paint on his back. <laughs> yeah, it, it did look really painful while that was happening, but when they're cleaning it up outside, you're like, oh, it just looks like someone was like, oh shit, we forgot the budget for Gorn. They made no, yeah, no attempt to do like any kind of wound makeup, yeah. Yeah, absolutely none. Someone just took a swab <laughs> and put some fucking fake blood back there. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be that big, you know, like the we weren't supposed to watch it in HD. <laughs> True. But yeah, it did not look good. You had to pretend pretty hard that it was painful. It kind of took out the entire scene of the painfulness when you see it. Should have put some red mm-hmm. welts on there. I don't even think Something. that would draw blood, to be honest. Uh, not like that, no. Yeah. Uh, but it would, it would fucking hurt. I mean, it's too thick. Like, yeah. you're like a fuck. Don't get me wrong. I don't think, I don't think it would split them open though. Yeah. Ooh. In the military tent, they're like, we have all this info and photos or drawings and everything. We're ready to take these guys down. But, like, they're relying on Billy, who's a kid, to help them with the entirety of the plan. And they even note that this is very unreliable and we can't guarantee people won't die. Yeah. Well, the guy's like, will anybody die? Yeah. He's like, I can't guarantee that. Yeah, man. Who knows? But the dean backs Billy. He's like, yeah, I know he's a leader. he's, He's got this. Still, though. He's a, he's a terrorist. Come on, guy. Come on, buddy. Yeah. Oh, he made vodka out of mouthwash? All right. <laughs> Let's trust him with this plan. Yeah. Also, Arlie Army floating around in the background of the tent. Yeah. The uh, the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Who's always a military guy in every fucking movie. Because he's got the best strictest it, Yeah, voice. he, went, he, he went out of character in this movie, and he did an army guy this time. He was in Rock of Love. Oh, yeah. Was he? 
How? Yeah, he he played in a episode of Rock and Love where he was a military guy that made the girls do things and run and stuff. Oh, he was actually yeah, he was an actual Marine drill sergeant, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't know, but he's really good at it. Like in in real life, hmm. I think I was in Full Metal Jacket. I could be wrong with this story. I think like he was a consultant originally. I I think I've heard that too. And then he was just so fucking good at it that they were like, "Why don't you just do the role?" Yeah. Yeah, why don't we just have a guy who knows what he's doing? <laughs> yeah, because he was, like, showing, like, the actor who was playing it, like, how to, you know, like, a drill sergeant. And they're like, fuck, just have him do it. Like, why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you want to see? Because <laughs> being a drill sergeant, you're acting anyways. It's all a fucking, it's all acting. Yeah. yeah. Like, the people who are drill sergeants typically aren't actually like that in real life. Yeah, did you guys see the part where uh, when Callie and the military are on the phone talking about an extension of the deal? Because they're like, we need to renegotiate. He's like, instead of killing five kids now, I'll kill them tomorrow. But yeah. when he when he says that, his buddy Jack's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro, oh, yeah. great job. <laughs> Stick it to him. <laughs> we got him. But when they're cleaning up Billy's wounds outside, the headmaster comes out and asks to bring Joey to the office. And then Callie's like, we're letting you go, pal. Oh, here we go. We respect your father and he wants you to go home. Yeah. But Joey does not want to go because he doesn't want to leave his friends because he's a fucking teenager. Hey, head. fuck you guys. I want to stay here with my friends. Hey. And the headmaster is like, just fucking go, you idiot. Just go. <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, when he's leaving, he makes a foolish mistake because why would they need more guards to like set someone free? But he beats up the guard, which that guard, he's probably going to get some shit later. Yeah. Dude goes down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Roasted. A hundred pound kid fucking lays him out, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that kid was thin too. He might have been tall. Yeah, that guy was like two of him. Mm. He just would have thrown that kid across the room in reality. Yeah. yeah. And he lives out his dream, steals his machine gun, and clearly has never shot one before because immediately he gets taken out by another guard outside as he tries to shoot him because oh, he yeah. ends up like, you know, pointing himself up into the air like as he's shooting. And they had the plan in the works. I don't get what he... Ah, uh, whatever. But yeah, it's kind of silly. Yeah, it's a pretty sad and grim scene, man, yeah. too, because it's like, fuck, I didn't think they were going to kill him. Yeah. Like, it's like a main character. Yeah. And also, he was getting set free, and they don't want to kill him, so I didn't think this guy was going to have yeah. to die. But yeah, he, he got killed. He totally, he totally pulp fictions the guy who shoot at. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All around Pulse him. flying everywhere except where he's at. Yeah. <laughs> the outline of him. Yeah. I personally can watch Wesley Crusher get shot to death all day. <laughs> Why? Because he's whiny. The little earring, the little Rastafarian clothing. He sounded like every kid I've from New Jersey. I liked his earring. I remember thinking he was cool when I was young. I hate Wesley Crusher. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. I mean, I don't mind Will Wheat. Will Wheat, I actually really like Will Wheat. Yeah, He's okay. funny as fuck. He's like in a lot of D&D fucking podcasts. Mm -hmm. He's great. But Wesley Crusher, fuck, that character sucked. <laughs> that character sucked. There was, for as good as Star Trek Next Generation was... There were so many fucking bad characters in it that were just hmm. so obnoxious. Yeah. Like Jordy LaForge. Barkley? Jesus, fuck. I like Barkley. I love Barkley. You like Barkley? Uh, Barkley's too much. I got to skip past those episodes. Uh, Barkley. I warm up to Barkley. And I warm up to, not so much in TNG. He was kind of obnoxious in TNG, but I warm up to him later on in the other series, like when he's in fucking uh, on Voyager. Oh, on Voyager? When he was like more, when he beamed himself over? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's still, like, he's necrotic, or necrotic, fucking narcotic. <laughs> I wish he was necrotic. Neurotic, weirdo. But he's, like, getting shit done. <laughs> like, yeah. But, um, Jordy LaForge, fuck that guy. That guy would be me, too, these days, dude. Uh, oh, I know. He did try to come on very hard. Really? I don't yeah, know. he had some real weird issues with him. Oh, and then he, like, he has a whole love affair with a hologram of a girl. Yeah. Yeah, and then the real girl shows up, and she's like, dude, what, what the fuck were you doing with this? This is creepy. Me, too, in Star Trek. <laughs> 
Oh, I never, like I said, I've never watched them all in a row. So I've only seen like random episodes of Star Trek with Josh's mom. And like, I mean, you know, it's an episodic show. You don't need to actually watch them in a row. Yeah. It worked out. (laughs) Well, Will Wheaton died in the movie. (laughs) He he was shot. (laughs) Be a Star Trek rant instead of a Harry Potter rant today, kids. You're welcome. Privileged. (laughs) Yeah, actually, in the last episode, you guys talked a little bit about Deep Space Nine. But mm. who's counting? It's our show, right? Yeah. When Callie comes out to look at him, he's pretty clear he knows this is a big mistake. He does not seem happy about it. And no one, oddly enough, takes the gun next to Joey for like way too long. <laughs> the kids are obviously very, very bummed. And Callie allows the body to be transferred so the dean's able to come pick the guy up. That was my favorite line of the whole movie. What? This part where... Well, where he's like, they will hunt you down for this. There's no way oh, yeah. you can go. Oh, and yeah. he's like... You Americans always say that, but you never do. And I'm like, really? We, we'll kill you with a gun anytime. <laughs> I think uh, like... <laughs> hunting down people in foreign nations because they piss us off is something we do all the time. Yeah. We hunt down our own people. That's our may you, baby. <laughs> no, America's famous for just going and fucking with other countries. Like, yeah. You don't like the person ruling it? Overthrow them. Yeah. This person's committing crime. This person in this country is committing crimes in America? <laughs> I guess we'll just fucking drone strike them, or <laughs> yeah. both inch next to them, or both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably both. I do feel bad for Callie because you're like, you're like, oh, buddy, you're fucked now. No, I was telling Josh, I was like, his empire's fucking crumbling. My empire is crumbling. Yeah, his shit is falling <laughs> apart. He says like multiple times. Make sure you tell him that it was an accident. Please, please. Already stated he doesn't think the American government's going to do anything. Yeah, but. Killing the kid of an organized crime boss, that yeah. they're definitely gonna fucking do something like. Yeah. There's retaliation, especially who like who have access to your father. Clearly, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was kind of like, well, what the hell's that guy gonna do? But uh, uh. New Jersey mafia guy's fucking pissed. Well, yeah, he's the like, mob has a lot of people in prison. <laughs> well, very loyal. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let's show him there's no such thing as an accident, unless you have a Jersey voice, Mark. Hey, oh, we. That's uh, who's the boss? Why does only certain people from Jersey have a Jersey accent? It makes me think it's fake. I think people with accents try to get rid of them a lot when they move to California. Yeah, because I know a lot of people who aren't from here and say they stopped talking like that. They were able to switch it up. I think the Jersey accent that people think is really a Staten Island accent, uh, which is kind of like this weird mishmash between New Jersey and New York. Oh, and and idiots. Forget about it. <laughs> I'm walking here. Yeah. That just makes me feel like all those Guido dudes are just fucking forcing that accent. Oh, yeah. Totally. The fucking Jersey Shore people. If you ever saw... It's like... What was her name? Snooky? Shooky? What was her... I don't, I don't know. Snooky. Yeah, but like when she talks normally, she's like, oh, hello, yes, how are you? Whatever. But when she's on that show, yeah, come on. Yeah, exactly. No. Like, when they're talking to their grandma, I feel like they're talking to straight American, but... Yeah. Well, Jersey Mafia guy's hella pissed. Timothy's like, come on. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) he's going to show him there's no such thing as an accident. He has his crew create a riot situation in the prison, and they unlock all the doors, and Callie's father's throat gets slit during commotion, and that is no accident. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) I, 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 I would have wanted the guy who slit his throat to say that. Now, that was no accident. They cut it. He's like, who are you talking to? I got her. It'd be better if he's like, oh my god, oh no. After he fucking threw him off. Did you fall? Oh no, what oh, happened? Yeah, like was three. It, oh, no. Was it, was it me? <laughs> I didn't see shit. Back at the school, everyone's hella bummed about Joey. Billy doesn't want to go on with the plan, but the military's still ready to go, so they're like flashing lights at the window. They really want to get in there now, because now that Callie's dad is dead, 
he has no reason not to fucking blow the entire building up. Yeah. So they jam all the phones and the electricity. So he, when he wakes up in the morning, he's unable to, yeah, get any messages or anything. Sorry, Callie, there's a power outage. You you know how these things happen, you know? Uh, uh. (laughs) He's like, yeah, sure. You have an hour to put the fucking power back on, dick. He knows. The boys have to give Billy a pep talk in their chonies to really get him to go back in with the plan. And you all managed to lose your pants somehow. (laughs) Again. All right. Well, it was funny that they were grieving and that one guy was wearing black panties. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. He wore the black panties for the funeral. In honor of Joey. (laughs) His favorite panties were black. (laughs) I wore my white panties covered in pasta sauce. (laughs) And I wrote NJ on the butt. All right. (laughs) Never forget Joey. (laughs) In the morning, the plan is going like normal. The military sneaking in to the campus and Billy Yogurt and other kid who I don't know his name ever. Hmm. They kind of diehard style into the vent. And they're getting into Callie's office where they're going to switch the microchips from his bomb to... The remote control. Yeah, the little remote control plane. Yeah. Jonathan is in the cafeteria faking an asthma attack during this to distract from the swap until he sees the light turn off and then back on again. And he's like, oh, cool. (laughs) Cool, bro. (laughs) Since the military is not good at sneaking, they've already been seen. And so Callie's like smacks the dean in the face because mm. he's like, oh, you're making a distraction now for the military to fucking come. They get owned pretty fast. Yeah, the military gets caught right away. They're like the cops in Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, when they try to break in, they all just get fucking taken out right away. Yeah. Well, I don't think they got owned as much as they all got blown up accidentally. Mm. They got like dropped a grenade and it just happened to land on. <laughs> yeah. If the snipers had done a jet, a better job. Yeah, but you can't, you can't see that. Well, they shot a guy who happened to drop a grenade that landed on the guys in the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> During this time, a guard ends up going to the bathroom and messes up the boy's plan, and he sees them coming back out of the vent after they did the swap. Yeah. And they were good at getting in and out of that vent hole. Yeah, the kids yeah. are nimble. Well, when Sean Aston jumps on the vent going back in from the fucking Dean, has to do like a full fucking pull up from like a yeah. stretched out. I was like, damn, dude, good for you. No, I thought Sean Aston did a great job. Yeah, a lot of Rudy in this movie. Yeah, but this is like Rudy plus two or something because he's like he already has this he already has confidence, mm. you know. Mm. He's gained his power. So yeah, they end up knocking that guard out. Oh, because like they fuck up. The the one guy comes back in. What is it, Montega? Yeah, the guard goes into the bathroom, messes yeah. up the plan, and Ricardo. Ah, his name. Ricardo comes in and helps out, and they were all able to knock him out and take him down. It was really funny watching the like littlest kid. They're like, hit him, knock him over the legs. Go for his ankles. He's like fumbling the gun. Yeah. Oh, he just had the gun pointed at them for like half that struggle yeah. with his finger on the trigger. Just... Yeah, that was so stressful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the gun was like at the guy's chest where I was at. I was like, dude, just fucking pulled the trigger. What are you trying? <laughs> you don't want those memories. No, the terrorists could have done it. Should have choreographed it better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe he didn't want those memories. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was just soft. Yeah. So, didn't actually want to be here. Well, the bomb's out of commission, so now the helicopter's just fly up to the school and just melt people, I guess. Because <laughs> those guns are so fucking close. Yeah, it's just it's a fucking gunship. Yeah. It's like a whole attack helicopter for this. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit overkill, but they're... Yeah, and they're... And liquefying the terrorists, too. Yeah. They, they get pretty fucked pretty quick. It's like it's like all falling apart. Yeah. Sean Aston takes everyone in the cafeteria and makes them go into his, like, beat-off basement where <laughs> his friends were. The B.O.B.? Yeah. Now that's all that's <laughs> left is the Terry's. And the military. It's, it's over. This yeah. is it. You could tell, tell one of the terrorists or a bad guy in the movies 
Empire is crumbling because their hair, which is always neat, gets all askew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his hair did become askew. It's like super neat the whole movie and then askew once the Empire is crumbling. Yeah, yeah. the actual representation of his... Uh... The worse it gets, the oh, more frizzies and flyaways. Fly, more flyaways, yeah. <laughs> I do like when he's holding Sean Astin and Sean Astin kind of gives him like a sorry kind of thing. Yeah. Like, sorry for fucking you. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed almost genuine, too. Like the want-want moment with the whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) So Callie ends up, you know, looking around. No one's around, but he ends up being able to take Billy hostage because he doesn't hide very well. Mm. Pulls him up to the dean's office, and the dean is actually, like, outside the window looking in. But (laughs) when he hits the button on his, like, Pip-Boy thing, the airplane starts moving, and he looks at Sean Astin, and that's when Sean Astin's like... Sorry. It's like, wah, yeah. Wah. It's like in CFBs. I would play, and then someone would come up and attack my ship and literally sink my ship and steal my ship. They're like, sorry, sorry. Like, and I'm like, just fucking take it. Be a pirate, you bitch. It's called Sea of Thieves, not Sea of Friends. <laughs> it is not Sea of Friends, yeah. But yeah, so, it, I mean, it's all over, but he's basically going to rip the wires out of the bomb. <laughs> I do like when uh, Louis Gossett Jr. is like, Hey, uh, what happens if he pulls all the cords out of this bomb? Guy's like, it's going to fucking blow up. <laughs> yeah. like, Don't let him do it. So, yeah, he goes to pull it. And then instead, the Dean bursts through the window. Yeah. He just smashes himself through the window, causing enough distraction. And then him and an- another guy shoot him in the head. Awesome squib work. Yep. Yeah. That's another thing I missed from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, good. I was glad. I was glad it was a Family squib. movie. Pull his brains right out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holding a little kid and everything. Yeah, so he's shot in the head, he's dead. Or is he? Or am I? And it's funny, after this, the Dean's walking out and they have him patched up, except he's still wearing his shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the bandages are on the outside of the shirt. Yeah. He's like bleeding through the bandages, my yeah. He's He's bleeding to death. Yeah. He's done. He's shot in the chest. <laughs> and he, it's, so, it's such movie logic. It, yeah. it was field dressing, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he wouldn't take off his shirt? They would cut it off. Because he got shot during the scuffle with Callie, yeah. but like, yeah, like he couldn't take off his shirt. Too know. expensive. It's like a denim shirt. How expensive could it be? I'm an Academy Award winner. I don't take off my shirt. Did he win an Academy Award? Yeah, uh, officer and a gentleman. Oh. What a gentleman. And what an officer. Is he the officer or the gentleman? <laughs> yeah. Or is the officer and the gentleman the same person? <laughs> was he Smokey or the bandit? Yeah. He was neither. Hmm. Well, and then at the end, all the kids are reunited, minus Joey, because he was murdered. And that's it. <laughs> But you see his ghost. <laughs> Thank his you, ghost is in the clouds with uh, Mufasa. <laughs> yeah. Him and Mufasa, yeah. <laughs> fucking Yoda. All the Ewoks are fucking playing music at the end, and you see his old blue ghost. Yeah. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Roll credits. That literally is it. They all hug, and credits roll. I hate Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they did. <laughs> Ewoks. All right. Well, you got any trivia left, Mark? No, really. I mean, you saw it. It was like yeah. 18 people were killed in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, cool. The banana peel scene. Like, all right. What was the actual campus they were on? It was a place. I think they filmed it in like some place in Maryland. Like the interiors were like Maryland. The exteriors were like a school in New York. Yeah. That was a really nice school. Yeah. Like in reality. I think it was a high school. Yeah. It's, it's been used multiple times and things. The Miller's School pain. of Albemarle in Charlottesville, Virginia. 
I think mm. the small building that most of it was shot in was supposed to be like the dorms. Mm. Yeah. And the big building was supposed to be the school. Yeah. That school is big enough for like 2,000 students. <laughs> so there was only 100 students in that giant. I mean, how many kids in each class? They should have said it was during like spring break or something. Yeah. Mm, and not all the kids went home. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that's the point. They get like more hands on. Maybe they have therapy. Yeah, because they are like the rejects, quote unquote. Yeah. So maybe it's like a therapy school. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? Does this movie pass the Bechtel test? Or, uh... No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, was there a woman in it? Yeah, that <laughs> woman that got pushed out of the building. <laughs> I don't think any women had lines. Yeah. I think... Uh, the, no, there was the, like a reporter. The reporter, yeah, that was talking about the situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, and one of the mothers. My son isn't rich. He got a scholarship to the school. And then the other lady was like, shut up, you idiot. You're a crazy man. <laughs> I mean, this is... It's, the Bechdel test, I mean, there's some movies where it just doesn't make sense to apply it to, and an all-boys yeah. school is one of those. It's like, take a movie like Castaway and say it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Well, yeah, yeah, it's about a dude in a beach ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 of course, it's not sure. passing the Bechdel test. Yeah, uh, I heard that in the TV print, they cut out the phone sex thing, but that wasn't very interesting trivia. Um, I did find, like I said, the Palace of Justice was under siege in 1985. It was a Supreme Court of Columbia and a leftist M-19 guerrilla group took over. Oh, so it wasn't narco-terrorists. It was fucking revolutionaries. Mm. Yeah, but instead it was in Botaga, Colombia, and held the mm. Supreme Court hostage. They were holding a trial for the president, they said. They killed half of the Supreme Court justices, I guess, and that. Mm. It's pretty crazy that that happened in real life like that. Mm. I thought I remembered this movie being big. I mean, I think it was like third in the box office, but that's... Yeah, unlike most of the films we watch. Yeah, it's true. It's like third in the box office, but like now you ask people and they all think it's small soldiers and like no one knows about it, which is so weird. Yeah. I mean, well, well, when Josh first recommended this movie, he was surprised that you and I had even heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes I sense. I remember that too. Yeah. So yeah, now it totally makes sense. But this is like, I loved this movie when I was little, like it would come on HBO and I was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I fucking recommended it is like the night before I watched a, a music video by this band called Gunship. It's like a synth band. Mm-hmm. And they were sampling a bunch of like 80s and 90s movies for their video. And they had a bunch of clips from this one. Hmm. I was like, I remember this movie. Then for like a not great movie, it was pretty fun. It was pretty good. Well, I enjoyed it. No, because yeah. Jez and I watched this and they were like, I thought you guys only watched bad movies. And I was like, no. It was like a very competently made movie. Yeah. Like yeah. the storytelling was tight. Tight the story. development was just enough. Well, it, yeah. you know, it had a $10 million budget. What? Decent. I mean, that's all helicopters, explosions. Yeah. I mean, what was the underwear budget in this movie? That was at least one million. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to wear a lawn. You don't get black undies for cheap. No, those are those are custom made. Yeah, they only make tidy whities in bulk. But yeah, it made fifteen million, so it did make its money back in a little extra. And like Mark said, it was like third in the box office, right? Like mm-hmm. that weekend or whatever. It's got pretty good reviews on everything. Sort of, I guess. Yeah, IMDb's yeah. 5.9. I think Rotten Tomatoes was pretty low, but whatever. Fuck that site. Yeah, 67% audience score. No Metacritic stuff. And of course, Amazon praised it 4.7 out of 5, right? I loved it. Yeah, Amazon praises everything because people buy the movie and they go, I loved it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's why I bought it. <laughs> yeah. Any uh, final thoughts? Oh, who's next pick? Well, it's going to be Mark's next yeah. pick. Yeah, something. I do. It's a movie I was surprised to learn that Tiff had never seen. What? Event Horizon. You ever seen Event Horizon? Not fucking possible. Event Horizon? That's what, right? Not possible. I know. That's not the volcano one, right? <laughs> That's exactly what you said last time when I mentioned it. 
No, it's the one with Lawrence Fishburne, and it's like space hell. Oh, so it's not the one with the big shark? What? Uh, Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, that was a very good movie. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. I, I, that also had the word deep in it, I guess. Event Horizon. She, you're trolling. Yeah. You're fucking trolling. Sam Neill. She's trolling. I, I'm not trolling. There's no fucking shot you ever heard of this movie. Yeah. No, I've heard the name over and over, I'm oh, sure. Oh, you haven't seen it. It's right up your alley. Yeah, space horror. It is in space. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a fucking... Like, Infinite space. It's horror? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's oh, that's gory. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. How have you not seen this? <laughs> I don't I, know. Josh, I'm happy you're having the same reaction I had. <laughs> I heard, I've heard the name, like, hell of a time. Yeah. No fucking shot you haven't seen this. I cannot fucking accept that. Why? Because it's, like, in your fucking... Well, is there alien, is it an alien movie? It's an no. alien movie? Uh, no. It's, like, right in your wheelhouse of fucking horror movies. Yeah, it's like Hellraiser meets, like, aliens. I don't know. What are you talking about? I mean, it has strong Hellraiser vibes, for sure. Okay, Event Horizon. That looks cool. Yeah, it's more science gone amok. See, I feel like I've heard that name a hundred times. I didn't know it was a horror movie, though. Yeah. What's the Volcano movie? Uh, Volcano? There's there's Dante's Peak. There's Dante's Peak and there's Volcano. Dante's Peak. Yeah. I saw Volcano with you, Joshua. It's terrible. It's not even a volcano in it. It's just lava. <laughs> lava. <laughs> it's just a stream of lava that they're fighting all the time. Dante's Peak, big mountain, about to explode. Yeah. The whole thing. This is actual volcano. Better movie. Yeah. Volcano, lava. <laughs> yeah, I just remember people standing like six inches away from the lava looking at it and being like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh no. And I'm like, dude, your yeah. feet are on fire. We have to get away from the lava. There's one part where this guy, like, heroically picks someone up and then, like, walks through the lava and, like, throws them. Yeah. Like, this movie severely underestimates how hot lava is. <laughs> like, yeah. was... He's, like, six foot, and then he's five foot, and then he's four foot, and then he... <laughs> As he's walking yeah. through it. Like, if you stepped out, like, you, the person you were holding, and the thing you just stepped out of in reality would yeah. all be on fire. Because <laughs> yeah. it's so fucking hot. Yeah. And you wouldn't be able to scream. No. In fact, the first <laughs> breaths you take would just incinerate your lungs and you yeah. die. Yeah. Bugs Bunny logic. Yeah. My dad told me that in Indiana Jones, and I was like, holy shit, because that guy was screaming in the Temple of Doom. And he's like, ah, he would never be able to scream like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, Event Horizon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> event Horizon. Hmm. <laughs> You're like a mom at a video store, like, I'm looking for something for my son to watch. <laughs> event Horizon. This sounds nice. It does. It does sound nice. Try it. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Uh, what did you guys rate the film? Oh. I'll rate it four tiny whiteies <laughs> out of uh, the Looms Pack. I was going to say four out of five judges pushed out of a helicopter by foreign terrorists. Mm. Okay. Well, because only four of the friends survive out of the five friends, I'll give it a four out of five. <laughs> what? Friends? Yeah. <laughs> what? Friends? I rate it three dangly earrings. <laughs> yeah. Well, please tune in next time. For Mark's pick, Event Horizon. I'm excited to watch it. For the first time. <laughs> Event Horizon. Hmm. <laughs> From 1997. It's just about sunsets? It's basically the plot of Doom, now that I think about it. Ah, oh, Doom, that's that's good. It's literally basically the plot of Doom. Yeah. The, the, the science run amok is the same science run amok in Doom. Okay. Yeah. And don't forget, you can hear all of our other episodes on intermissionpodcast.com, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes by searching for Intermission PC. We hope you liked this episode and earned a like or rating or a share from you. But better yet, subscribe to the show so you can get the little notification thing. It'll Mm -hmm. just tell you when there's a new one. You don't even have to think, which is the best. 
And if you're into media shit, we have a Twitter at Intermission PC, yeah. Instagram at Intermission underscore PC. Email us at intermissionpc666 at gmail.com. Tag us at shit you're watching. Yeah. Any last plugs or mentions? Save yourself from hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you know what that means. Oh, you'll see. You'll find out. All right. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Tune in next time. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Josh. Later. Goodbye. <laughs>